Hey everyone, welcome to Rewind the Love, a podcast about the best era in reality television, recapping shows like I Love New York, Flavor of Love, Rock of Love, and all the great celeb reality shows that you love. I am Mike. And I'm Sonia, here to talk about another bonkers episode. Episode four. Yeah, that's right. It is It is four already. Life comes at you fast. Moving quick. I know. Oh, so I guess we've we've got a lot to talk about, so uh, I guess we'll jump right into the housekeeping BS, rate, review, subscribe, tell friends who don't suck. Five stars. Five stars. Watch along with us on Tubi or Hulu, which the captions on Hulu came with an interesting predicament today, so I'm I'm excited to talk about it. It's, it's That's probably a only predicament? Ex- well, no, it's like it was like an inconsistency. Well, it was two a- inconsistencies actually. That like between the caption or like what I heard and what was like what they wrote as the yeah. caption, like the built-in caption of the show. Anyway, I'll explain it. Um, the only other thing is that there will most likely not be a new episode next week. My brother is getting married. <laughs> mm. Woo! Yay! Uh, so I don't know if we'll have time to turn around an episode. Uh, it will just probably be worn out, but so for go good back reason. And catch up. Yeah, catch up. Tell your friends, and you can all binge it together. It'll be. If you're going to the wedding, awesome. listen on the ride. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Michael and Julia. Yay! Congrats. Uh, so let's get into things. We've got an incredible guest on this week from the Snap Back to Reality podcast. We have Riley with us. Hi, Riley. Hi, guys. Oh, I'm so excited to finally be here. Oh, my gosh. I know. So we have been on Snap Back to Reality already talking about uh, the spit scene from Flavor of Love. I will be on an upcoming episode talking about uh, my second favorite reality show fight of all time, uh, <laughs> The Real Housewives of New Jersey Table Flip. <laughs> I'm, I'm just so excited that you're here to talk about this with us. I am so ready for this, and I'm so excited that we're talking about this episode because I I really forgot so much about I Love New York in general, and I had no idea what this episode was going to be when I randomly picked it out, and it just, it's so good. I, I know, because you picked it because you were like, dogs, and it ended up being so much more bonkers <laughs> than the dog stuff. <laughs> also, I feel like I came here with a mission. Um, I just want to say that I am here to represent the Onyx stands. Oh my god! I feel like Onyx wow. has caught not some a good shit week for in your you, earlier episode. I'm here to defend his honor. <laughs> That's amazing. You really you and you picked an interesting week to be an Onyx stand. Let's put it I, that way. You know what? I was. Let me just say that I was practicing my rebuttals before <laughs> I came on. <laughs> wait. So wait. So can you explain like what is so appealing about him? Okay, I find him, one, incredibly attractive. I can't, I don't get, sure. I just, he just is, I, I don't know, he just makes my heart flutter. And this is, I watched this, you know, however many years ago it was. And I remember being in love with Onyx back then. And I was like, let me see if I still feel the same way. And I do. So. Are you sure, that, no, not to, not to gaslight you, but are you sure you're not talking about buddha from season two because i I, for a while was referring to buddha like in my head as onyx but like realized i mixed them up no definitely no he's onyx he's (laughs) he's just like the one also he's like the one normal person that's true that is true 
the straight man. Uh, he's going to be, you know, wealthy. He has a good job. He's educated. I just, I just appreciate everything that he brings to the table. I, yeah, I, okay. <laughs> I appreciate the dissenting opinion. <laughs> For sure. I feel like there has to be more than one of me. There's there's Onyx oh. stands in this world, and I'm here oh, to represent. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, oh, New, York, New York was an Onyx stand for a long time, so. <laughs> and we can't go against her. We, we can well. sometimes. <laughs> okay, so we've got two pieces of news that are breaking. One is breaking as well. You spelled it. I was going to do that noise, but oh, really? <laughs> I was going to I'm do that sorry. noise because one of them is breaking as of like within the last uh, within the last sixteen hours. So interesting. I know. So first, this is not the breaking news. This is just an interesting tidbit. Last chance at romance is potentially a thing. Chance gets his own dating show now. Uh, oh. You're welcome. There is a website. <laughs> there is a website launched. It looks like shit. He it put out last chance at romance.com. It looks like a Tumblr. Um, did he put out a Instagram post? Is that what it was? He did. Well, I, I feel like I had seen posts about it for a while, but like, I don't know. Like, I think it's. That's awesome. I know. I mean, well, I mean, I guess I'm happy for him. He looks good. He aged pretty well. Um, I mean, he I, looked a little R. Kelly. I don't know though. why I keep. I yeah. I, oh, I get. Oh, why do you have to ruin this for me? <laughs> He's <laughs> like, the good. It's like if there were like, there's the good and evil side. He's the good side. Yeah, I, I guess he's the te- the uh, R. Kelly is the tether. <laughs> I feel like was, once you bring R. Kelly into the mix, there's really no. I know there's that na- now you right like you all the way spoiled the mood. So he um <laughs> he I don't know. There's a bunch of submissions on the page at this point. There are uh, six that I see. I, it's worth taking a look again. Last chance at romance.com. His Instagram is Stallionaires Chance. So he put it up himself. So it's as real as he says it is. That's no. that. <laughs> but it's the exciting. breaking news, I mean, you did a better than I would have done, so I appreciate it, is that Flav is the father of two, no, three-month-old baby Jordan. Now, is this what he was going to tell his kids? No, because That's that, show is, that show was that... already aired. Oh. That show was recorded months ago. Like, you know how reality shows so he's. Work? <laughs> true so yeah so he's he, just hiding some health shit yeah apparently then. um according to i keep wanting to call it the blaze but that's not what it's called <laughs> imagine the blaze right. reporting on this the blast uh they're saying that flav is in fact the father as of a couple days ago again cannot stress enough how cute this baby is so the test apparently done by lab which is like why why who now um lab says that uh as of october 21st was when the results came in and that flav is the father of this baby so he's eight out of ten now disgusting uh-huh. that's like, crazy like his oldest kid is like our age i think really Maybe. yeah gotta be close at least 
Maybe older than us, to be honest. Well, because when we watch back to, was it season two when they came by? Like his daughters and his kids and everything. At that point, yes. I would say the oldest one yeah. was in her 20s, I guess. So she was probably older than us she then. She might be. Yeah, holy crap. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lordy, oh. Lordy. <laughs> Madness. Yeah. So that's that's the news what a disaster <laughs> do with it what you will <laughs> right yes. do with it what you will uh, keep an eye out on the Flav health thingy yeah he also said something on because his again his kids some of his kids are on growing up hip-hop new york and there was some news story that he was going to tell them he had like some health scare apparently it's not that his dick doesn't work so there's that well, he's not gonna tell his kids that that's just weird i mean who knows what kind of boundaries that <laughs> gremlin he? has I was gonna say, like, right, like we're gonna act like he's so above it. Come on, he brought his kids on that dating show, but like on a whole ass dating all his show. Ki- he's like, I need to bring all my kids together to tell them something important about my health. He's gonna bring them all <laughs> to together bring, to like, maybe say you got a vasectomy or I something. Some I, don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You don't have any more siblings. I don't know. And they're gonna be like, oh, thank God. Right. Well, I mean, not the case, so it doesn't really yes. matter. <laughs> all right. So all right. we ready to jump into this? Yeah, I'm ready. So we are on. I Love New York, Season 1, Episode 4, titled, What's Up, Dog? And, uh... Again, cannot stress as... enough that dogs are very minimally a part yes. of this <laughs> I really thought the dogs would be more, uh, a bigger part of this. I thought so, too. Poor your majesty. Where is your majesty most of the time? This is where romance should have still been around. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, if only romance had been here for this episode, I really wonder what he would have been like. Oh, my God. Could you imagine... Okay, well, we'll get into yeah. it. But... We're gonna make a mansion. Uh, but anyway, yes, it starts off like a lot of the episodes where it's just the guys waking up, joking around. Yada, yeah, yada, Mr. Boston out. is. So, I mentioned in the first episode that there were bunk beds in one of the rooms, and it turns out that Mr. Boston is on the bottom bunk and Onyx is on the top bunk. But there is a whole other bunk in the room that is now empty, and neither of them are sleeping on it. Like there's. <laughs> Staying in they their they're staying in their they're staying in their respective bunks and mr boston is there just like doing math like he's just like well since there are there were 20 and now there are only nine so you know that's the less than 50 percent like less than 50 percent of us left and i'm like why the fuck are you doing math it's first thing in the morning he's trying to be can positive. we talk about his voice how he has no accent in the morning did, did he not have an accent it like was so different than his normal like his talking head voice oh my god could you imagine if he's like this is all just an act how dare you <laughs> i uh, you I mean, just I like really possible. bust open a conspiracy i think this... so well oh, wow. or he just has like i don't know a husky morning voice but it was That's... very different <laughs> yeah no i i like the conspiracy <laughs> he's the buck wild of this season oh my god imagine <laughs> Did you imagine? Mr. Boston, where the hell did your accent where go? Where the fuck did your accent go? So, 12-pack, I guess, which is funny, like, as a juxtaposition, I guess that, like, because there are fewer guys in the room, uh, 12-pack combined his bed with another bed, and he's just, like, I don't know, and behind him is that New York plus 12-pack equals heart. That was pretty <laughs> funny. From last week. Um, he's got a collection going now. I don't know why he's got we... the underwear... Uh, yeah, he's got a too. weird like New York shrine going on, like <laughs> a gallery Helga wall that from he's here. working on. Right, exactly. 
He's really like decorating the place. Really, Helga Patakiing it. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, that's what wow. I was thinking about saying. I was gonna say that too. Uh, look at so, us. a bunch of the guys are sitting around the table playing cards when Chamo greets them in a sexy construction outfit and gives them one of a, a New York note, as I've been calling it, from a toolbox. I don't understand why they're making him present in these ridiculous ways every single week. I mean, I guess I appreciate it. Like the extravagance of it all. They have to justify his salary somehow. Right. They <laughs> yes. need to give this poor man a purpose. Like Big Rick was also somewhat of a bodyguard. No, so but, but Big Rick was a bodyguard prior to this. Yes. Trauma was a guy that they were just like, hey, do you just want to be New York's gay friend sometimes? <laughs> How do you feel about playing this stereotype? Uh, right, yes. exactly. <laughs> That, oh yikes! So, uh, so Onyx reads the note. He says, uh, "It says New York needs a lover who's good with his hands and isn't afraid to get down and dirty." Uh, he's she's putting their handy manliness. Let's try to say that five times fast. Uh, handy manliness to the test, and they'll find a change of clothes on their bed. So get changed and meet her in the backyard in an hour. Why they are giving them an hour to get dressed is beyond me. So yeah, get into full drag. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> So yeah, uh, prepare themselves. So finally, an hour later, I guess they work their way outside and New York and your majesty are standing there. I don't know how exactly to describe New York's outfit. She wears everything she wears in this episode. I'm just like, I had an idea in my head of what it was. And then when they would do a further away shot, I'd be like, this is a completely different outfit. Than <laughs> I, I feel thought. the same way. Like, so, especially the one she wears later on for the date, I'm like, oh, that's, oh, well, we'll get to it. So, <laughs> New York is in a denim jacket with, like, cute little studs across it, like, really fun. Uh, she's got a cami. She loves to show her bra off. So, like, her cami's got her little black bra peeping out. And then it's, like, camo shorts with, like, leggings and fishnets. <laughs> And then knee-high like, boots. It, like, kind of feels like Destiny's Child inspired, but then also Destiny's Child was done by this point. So I'm not really say, sure is this, what... Uh, is this Survivor-ish? Kind of, but that's, this is way after. This is, like, a solid five years or so after Survivor, so... At least. And her, her little shorts are, like, volleyball shorts. They're, they're like, yeah. almost underwear. Yes, they are basically right. So... You'll notice that the guys are in cargo pants and a tank top, but there seems to be a bit of a color scheme going on. Heat, Real, and 12-pack are all in white. Rico, Mr. Boston, Chance are in black. And Tango, White Boy, and Onyx are in gray. New York says she needs a handyman, but more importantly, your majesty needs a house. So we find out the two of them will be leaving once this elimination is over. And that the colors of their shirts identify the fact that they are on a team. So obviously, White Boy is pissed that his arch nemesis Onyx, Onyx, Tango is anywhere near him. I don't know. It's it's so funny. This episode is really starting to show for as much as like women get shit for being catty and conniving and like underhanded. Like the men show up and show out this week in particular. Uh <laughs> yeah just like you get them away from the person that's their sworn enemy and they just can't stop talking shit about them each team has to appoint a foreman and the winning team will win a date tonight with new york obviously but the foreman will get a little something extra 
extra special. Uh, this is when Mr. <laughs> Boston says he's nervous because he's normally only u- good at using his hands on his own wood. Uh, Mr. Boston with his like horrible like deadpan voice and his terrible puns. Yeah, I guess puns and then just compliments in his mind. <laughs> so I oh my god, I can't wait to talk about that. So the gray team uh starts out, you know, trying to do rock, paper, scissors to decide who's gonna be foreman. Tango wins. He refers to himself as the tan man. And refers to what he just played as paper, rock, scissors. If <laughs> that you really are from bothered a, me. If you are from a part of the country where it's called paper, rock, scissors, please identify yourself because I've never heard it that. Heard it called that. I've only known rocks, paper, scissors and Rochambeau. Yeah, right. Although Rochambeau also got switched with South Park where it was like when people like kick each other in the nuts or something. What? Yeah, there's an old South Park. It's when uh, there's the episode with Barbara Streisand where she turns into like the yes. m- the dinosaur thingy. Right, season one. I and think, then right? yes, and then the Cure singer comes in, and then but Cartman's always like, "Oh, let's Rochambeau for it." I go first, and he kicks someone in the nuts, and they lose. So then, of course, in the end, the Cure singer's like, "Oh, Rochambeau, you for it," and kicks him in the nuts quick. Why does that show even exist? Anyway, uh, <laughs> I love Rico is somehow just decided, appointed the foreman of the black team, uh, goes over pretty smoothly. And that is the last thing, the last time anything goes smoothly between this team at all. <laughs> he tells us that he does not like to lose and takes charge almost immediately, uh, just designating parts of the house that he wants to design. 12-pack is the white team foreman. They decide by doing a heads-tails toss with a pack of Newports. <laughs> I was wondering how they, like, did, was it a tournament style? Or was there, like, if it lands on its side, like, facing up, then real, you're going to be <laughs> See, the foreman? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think that, like, one of them probably just bowed out and, like... I don't know. Like, you're right. I It does not make any sense. And they did not have the time to do, like, three people's worth of, I don't know. I, I don't know what their plan was. So they get a bunch of clips of them, you know, like a montage of sawing and measuring. and. Okay. Can I talk about the music that's going on? Oh, the royalty-free YMCA, YMCA that's being played yes, in the background? I was waiting for a young man to come in. <laughs> I, I don't even know, like, what what the goal i mean i guess because it, and it's so weird how many times especially in this episode they try to make a lot of like very passive aggressive blink and you'll miss it like gay jokes do they really that, like that's how it felt to me by playing ymca it's like oh these like muscle men and i don't know well there was only yeah. one ymca construction worker right yeah, I know, but it just was like, I guess it was any excuse because they can't have them be like a sailor oh, that, yeah. <laughs> or a Native a Native American chief, like, you know? Well, for VH1, they had the flave with the, whatchamacallit, the chief headdress thing. I don't, I don't know what their goal was. How would that, have, how would they have turned that into a challenge? Oh, I don't know. Honestly, answer me. I just like, at, not a challenge, but just more as like they wouldn't give a shit about offending people. No, we know. We Oh, trust me. We know that they don't give a shit about offending people. <laughs> so back to the gray team. Like all of a sudden Tango is, you know, cutting something and we see this like shaky camera like, oh, ugh, like freak out. Uh, 
white boy of course being peak petty is like oh to my surprise tango like unsurprisingly tango is hurt and you know <laughs> like basically trying to imply that he doesn't know what he's doing he's like oh what are they performing surgery over there like oh you think it's like you thought his hand was cut off but then it turns out it's just a, a splinter but in fairness where are their gloves that's a good question they had like oh no mr boston's wearing a pair of course he is. What, no, no, no. He was, and like, no, his. <laughs> no, team I believe was you. Gloves. I just, I believe you. It's just like his. So it's just Tango his, being stupid, right? His just his baby hands protecting his baby hands. White boy, um, <sighs> being the petty bitch that he is, is smack talking to Onyx, and he's like, "If I had a splinter, I wouldn't have stopped." Shut up! Like you guys are so <laughs> you so childish. It. I feel I like it depends on the type of splinter. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, well, I mean, I just think, like, I feel like he's only saying that to be, like, irrationally, right, to be irrationally petty. Like, Tango could oh, read yes, the wrong course. way and on, and uh, White Boy would find a way to complain about it. So, next we have the Black team. We get a bunch of clips of Mr. Boston basically not being able to follow basic directions, <laughs> and his teammates are pissed about it. So, He's kind of standing there while Chance and Rico are, like, working their asses off. And he's, like, making all these dumb suggestions. He's like, one room for sex, one room for other stuff. And he starts going on about this, making, like, a hippie house with different colors. Uh, This is, like, my favorite part of the episode, I think. I mean, I... I thought like, it was kind of funny. I mean, this was hilarious. I no, I thought it was hilarious because like Chance, more turned, chance, yeah. chance, chance turns chance reaction to it. Chance turns to him dead serious and goes, That dog ain't smoking a bunch of weed in there. <laughs> <laughs> like what? I don't know. This, this these these fucking guys. So uh, what does he say? He goes, um, the the dog ain't hitting no blunts, man. It's a damn pooch. What the damn, <laughs> damn pooch looking pooch. like kicking back, blowing bleezies. <laughs> I oh, love that. Cha- so good. I appreciate Chance being dead serious while he's saying this too. Mr. Boston's like, oh, they're, they're pissed at me because they're intimidated, blah, blah, blah. And well, Chance in particular. And then they do this like sepia filter with, you know, him and Chance looking back and forth at each other with this like knockoff, you know, good, bad, and ugly theme. It's pronounced sepia? Yeah, I think. I'm I thought it was sure. sepia. I have no freaking clue. Y'all know what I mean. I have no idea. I think it's, it can be pronounced either way. <laughs> yes, there we go. Good, good peacemaking. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, then Mr. Boston continues by going, it doesn't matter how pissed he is at me because I don't know anything about construction. So if I were him, I'd shut up and get back to work. He says a lot of stuff that is clearly just like he looks down on them for being like trash. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of how it felt to me very much like get back to work like because this is all you'll ever be able to do. Mm-hmm. yeah like he's very white collar and he's just like yeah this is not my world i don't give a fuck right like he's right like he's so above it mm-hmm. so the white team is unsurprised like unsurprisingly pretty harmonious i mean if i had to pick the two people in the house that 12 pack kind of seemed to gravitate towards or at least gravitated towards him it would be real and a heat so i mean i guess it kind of works out him and real got along like that well, because I just think back to that episode where romance was like lying on him and real just kept going like, I don't believe him at all. Like, I think 12 packs a good guy. Like, I don't think he would do something like that. Huh. 
I don't know. Real is just, I don't know, very easygoing in general. Right. That's true. I feel like you'd have a really hard time, like, not getting along with him on your team. If anything, like, that's why I feel like he probably bowed out of the flip to just be like, no, it's okay. You guys can do it. Like, you know? (laughs) So, like, 12-pack in his talking head is, like, creativity is the key he has a bunch of really stupid lines this whole episode. So he's like, creativity is the key to this thing. And I've been coming up with some great stuff since day one. What? <laughs> day one, like, of the competition? Like, this is the first time you've had a creative one. Like, what are you even talking about? So then this leads to... Well, his to- poster was pretty creative when he it got his craft stolen. It is a word to describe it. He's an artist. He has an artist's soul. Yes. yes. Oh, my God. I know. Because when I think uh, creative visionaries, I think 12-pack. So <laughs> Heat is talking about his bromance, uh, saying that they're like Batman and Robin, uh, which basically the editors use as a segue to be like shadily like watching 12-pack boss him around. Just being like, you get this, get that, get that, blah, blah, blah. It was credible. And then 12-pack says in his talking head, he thinks of Heat as his mini-me. I got all the good genes and he got stuck with the rest, which then just made me think of twins. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think, well, like. he's not like Danny DeVito. I know. But I just think, like, in, in what's his name? In in 12-pack, 12-pack's mind, like, he thinks of himself as so much, like, Genet- so much more genetically superior to heat which is just silly it's like you're just taller and like more built but it kind of comes off like steroids so i know. i just think heat's obsession with 12 pack in this episode is hilarious and i really wonder when he said batman and robin if he himself was thinking of himself as robin because he has such like oh 100 such a sidekick to him Oh, he, and he has no problem being his sidekick. Well, well, I was going to say that whole little drunken, uh, like, love moment they have later <laughs> is, like, a perfect interpretation of the fact that he just is willing to be the beta to 12-packs alpha. And mm-hmm. that's fine. I Every, really like, wonder, I wonder about heat sexuality and maybe he has, like, a little bit of repressed bisexuality inside of him. I think so. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked about that for a couple fair. of these guys. I forgot. I have to look him up because I is know. Is it Rico is the other one you were wondering about? Or is well, that Rico just Sister is the Patterson? One, so Rico was the one that like in that list of these people who went on to do porn later, he was like, I keep explaining it. Like, it's not like it was a gay for pay, but he was like jerking off. It was like a jerk off video, but it was like on a gay website, which I mean, doesn't make him so gay or make this subject right i mean we don't know he could be anything we don't we don't know we don't know uh in the words like i said in the words of honey boo boo everybody's a little bit gay so <laughs> uh so new york is watching from the window she says that she's impressed and she's like asking your majesty like oh can i come over sometime like it's really it's it's a very cute moment because i don't really new york doesn't really strike me as like an animal person <laughs> So seeing her be this kind of mushy is, like, pretty sweet. Yeah, I was wondering if this was actually her dog or if this was just, like, a dog for the sake of the show. I <laughs> have been wondering that, too. Like, if she just rented a dog for the season. I, I meant to Google, Rent too. a dog? I don't see why not. They just funny. put a dog in the Surreal Life house in season right. three. That's right. They just left it there. Right. I will never get over that. Right, and then do you know if that dog's still alive? Because you said Dave yes, Coulier has yes. it, right? Dave Coulier took it home. Thank God for Dave Coulier saving that dog's life. I can't believe we live in a world where we could just say, like, thank God for Dave Coulier. <laughs> for <laughs> any you know, reason. It's not, 
for a lot, but he did save that dog's life. I'm sure of it. I mean, compared to the rest of who else was there, it's got the best odds with Dave Coulier. So, and it was with his son, who was like 13 at the time. So, uh, yes, uh, there's an episode of Snapback to Reality on that. That is why we are talking about it. <laughs> so, go back and listen to it. Uh, so, New York is saying that it's sexy that they're using, you know, all these dangerous tools because she wouldn't mind bringing the power saw into the bedroom at some point. That was stupid. Okay. <laughs> She sounded more sincere when she said that than like anything she's ever said in her whole life. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was just, weird. I like what I really needed. I wish that like the editors were a, I don't know, like a little bit more inclined to want to make them explain themselves instead of just being like, you're just going to look stupid and have to sit watching this later. Cause it would have been so <laughs> funny to hear them try to be like, in what context? Like, how how do you plan on using that? <laughs> right, that's all I need is like an edit, like an ed, like a producer vo off camera, just being like, "How would you use that in the bedroom?" <laughs> so, Chamo gives them a ten second warning to finish up the house, which is so ridiculous. Like, ten seconds is not enough time to do anything. But it was also the world's slowest ten second countdown. Oh, of course, <laughs> it was like a twenty four style. And yeah, he like... gets a bunch of others where it's just kind of like, "No cheating, you gotta stop now." I see you doing. Things yeah, there's still. like it's screaming, like, we right? Like, I mean, this isn't exactly you know twenty four. Hands up, knives <laughs> down, or whatever. <laughs> so I need a medic. Stay alive. So Kifa, <laughs> are you done? Sorry. <laughs> So, uh, so now it is time for the big reveals. We start with the gray team who reveals the Majesty 3000. <laughs> I appreciate the commitment to the crib style camera work going on. <laughs> and the uh, backing tracks here too. Right. Like it just, it's really like, what an era that we would not be able to explain to Gen Z. Like, could you imagine explaining friggin' cribs to gen z i i just can't because it's like we just like random celebrities but like varying degrees of celebrity because like they got some no they i I think it's on snapchat now it's like a snapchat show yeah but like that's of course that's on snapchat like that's where you see celebrities homes is on their snapchat i guess that's true i was just just gonna say it definitely still exists even if it was like youtube or something it's in some form of social media yeah i guess that's true because they have the real world on facebook watch now so I don't. I don't know. Panda watch. Yeah, shout out to the iconic Mariah Carey episode. Uh, <laughs> her bubble bath and like her New York condo. Yeah, the one that got damaged in nine eleven. Um, and I never get over the fact that she won't show us Marilyn Monroe's, Monroe's piano. <laughs> I'm so salty about that. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. I forgot about that part of it. All I remember is that it got damaged on nine eleven, and her dogs start fighting. <laughs> And that she goes on the elliptical with heels on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God. What a time. There's a lot. There's a lot packed into that episode. <laughs> there is. I was going to say, you did an episode on that? or Yes. Um, on I Totally Paused. Yes, that's right. Shout out to I Totally Paused, who will also be guest this yeah. season. <laughs> uh, so basically, it is, a, it is more or less a typical doghouse shape. I feel like the the houses were very representative of who made them. Because I feel like the try-hard team, you know, like Tango and White Boy, who were just like, oh, New York, blah, blah, blah. Like, they made the most generic kind of like, it's fine. Like, you did the assignment. It's not bad, but it's not great. 
you know, nothing remarkable about it. I don't know. And then, like, they put outside, like, columns, but they look like cat trees because they've got feathers around them. I thought the columns were pretty funny, though. I liked it. But maybe I, that's because Onyx was on that team. I guess. <laughs> I don't know, because I love Tango and White Boy, and I'm just, just like, not impressed. Uh, New York has to tells us that she has to remind herself that it's not for her. It's for your majesty. So your majesty has to pick out the house. And New- so New York drops her to see if she's feeling it. But uh, she looks like she's trying to run away. <laughs> and New York's like, oh, my God, she loves it. Like. Like, I think it was like she wanted to go on a date with that team and was like, okay, best case scenario, you know, somebody else's house blows this one away. But like worst case scenario, I can say that this is the best one so I can go on a date with these people. Anything to be with Tango. And on it. Well, she loved Onyx, too. Like whatever she says, pumping around. Her with Tango is like or watching how she looks and talks is exactly like how Flav was with Delicious. It's so obvious that she wants that to be the choice. Like, Flav, like, was obsessed with Delicious, but still had to do all the other dates and whatnot for TV. I was going to say, that's I like how I feel about how she is with 12-pack. Like, I feel like she's, eh. like, way more into 12-pack than I remember, but I don't know if that's just purely, like, they just, like, want to fuck each other. <laughs> that yeah, I could like, see. really into 12-pack. There's pack, a sexual definitely... Right. Oh, I would, mm-hmm. and I would totally watch them fuck, too. What? I would watch a sex tape. We were about to in this episode. I mean, right. Well, <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about that lady because I just <laughs> sex positivity oh my goodness. icon. I mean, I guess, but it's like, can you be that much of a sex positivity icon if you're also committing like heinous acts of cultural appropriation? So, <laughs> oh my, I'm I'm ready to get to her. <laughs> okay, so uh, the black team is next. For all of that talk of different rooms, it basically looks like a rabbit hutch. <laughs> uh, it is like all open in the back. It's like a flatbed truck. Like, I don't know what to, like, I don't know. And they like put this tacky red carpet in it. And it's they like, like shag didn't carpeting. The inside. It's just, and New York like looks at them and goes, fellas, this is an out and out piece of shit. <laughs> the chance throws Mr. Boston under the bus. Yeah, like, th- well, I thought that was kind of interesting, like, I, because I don't picture tra- Chance as being somebody that, like, oh, that is somebody I would really trust in a building challenge. But then again, if he raises horses, he must have a little bit of, like, ruggedness to them. And it's immediately, like, you know, it was a three-man team, but a two-man job. And yeah. Mr. Boston is like, oh, shut up. <laughs> like, yeah. No, he literally, has, he like that. He had every right to say something, though, because Mr. Boston I mean, it's, at this point, though, does yeah. it really matter? Like you lost, like you definitely like like Mr. Boston says later on, well, like gotta make you wouldn't bad. have you wouldn't have won against either of those houses anyway. You know, there's Mr. No- Boston didn't help. Maybe yeah. maybe they could have <laughs> at least he, finished it. I love how that's Mr. Boston's excuse too. He's just like, well, I had nothing to do with it, so it's their own fault. Right. The fact that I didn't <laughs> contribute meant that I'm free from blame, which is going to be my default excuse for like not doing things from here on out. <laughs> You know, the I'm not good at it, had a good long run. I'm ready to retire it. Thank you, Paris Hilton, for your service. Uh, so the white team is up last. It is honestly, they did, they, they did in fact do the best. They did like a really impressive paint job. They did like, a, they did the outside like pink zebra print to match the, the walls in the actual mansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I appreciated that. They had like New York and 
NY and your majesty written out on it. You know, it. I wrote, it looks like a detached garage, but in a good way. <laughs> I don't know. It looked like somebody's garage with like the, with the door open. You just put a door opener on uh, your majesty's collar. Yeah. Real <laughs> describes it as the New York, as a New York beach house. And, you know, New York is clearly the most impressed with this house, as is your majesty, who actually is willing to sit down in it. <laughs> it's really cute, the way she just, like, curls up in there. Right! She just, like, l- little squishy baby. See, I was like, that's why I was like, we- I want more your majesty. Is she actually New York I stuff? know! I want her to kick, but, like, because I-, I feel like this, well, this is several years after the Surreal Life, so, like, after the Surreal Life launched, so at this point they were, like, full-fledged stars so the idea of like carrying around a dog as an accessory like you can tell they did that like you didn't realize how much of the 2000s is that like a dog is an accessory and a gay best friend is an accessory and new york got both so 12 pack is what about a oh no no, go ahead i'll just say your gay dog that's your best friend (laughs) that's uh l woods L Woods had a gay dog. L Woods had a gay dog who was her best friend. Oh my god! So Twelve Pack is looking forward to the extra time because he's not one of those guys who jumps in her face to pull her aside. I mean, I guess like is that really a flex? I was about to say, is that true? I, it's not. Not. Tr- I mean, I guess like he's not really. If I think back, like he's not really going out of his way to be with her. Mm. I but guess she's she- just kind of drawn to him. Yes. Yes. I think that's it. I think that she's, you can tell that she's like very physically attracted to him and mm-hmm. like is, that's why he's like making it as far as he is for as long as he is. Because like the fact that he is drunk all the time <laughs> yeah. would be a turn off for me. episode. I would be like, how interested are you in me really? So. I think he really just wanted to be able to get drunk for free for like two weeks. Yo, so like, He's so I have this theory of New York. Well, she didn't really do it the first season. Well, I guess she did do it the first season a little bit. Is that like, she definitely does it the second season of Flavor of Love, where she spends the first couple days getting like shit wrecked. And then after a while, she's like, okay, this has been fun, but like, I'm mellowing out because by this point in this season of I Love New York, she's like, a little bit more sober than she was the first couple episodes, you know, a little bit more coherent, a little bit more like got her scrutinizing glasses on. So next is, you know, the prepping for the date. So all the guys are dressed up and meet New York downstairs. And I just noticed a clear, I don't know if maybe this is because like I'm from Jersey, but I noticed a clear coastal divide in the outfits. Like you can tell who is an East Coast guy and who is the West Coast guy. Because Reel's outfit looks like he's an extra in Friday or straight out of Compton. <laughs> and like literally he's dressed like Easy, but with a wig on. And he and 12 pack look like the 2000s version of like Saturday Night Fever. Like they've got their shirts buttoned like open to their fucking navels <laughs> and they've, you know, collars popped and just a whole nine. So this is another instance, the main instance where New York's outfit confused the hell out of me because at i thought at first it was just a little black dress mm-hmm. then i noticed some lace a black dress a black dress even though it's um, red i know <laughs> i know we spent i spent too much time on tiktok um God, i love tiktok <laughs> <laughs> uh they it, then i was like oh it's one of those things where it's like the dress 
the solid part of the dress is shorter and there's like a longer sheer lace part. Then later on, we see a full body shot of her and it's like a very short dress and lace Bermuda shorts? <laughs> yeah, it's like a bodysuit. Oh, maybe that's what it was. But it looked, that's what I was thinking. It was a bodysuit, but that yeah, makes very a like ton fashion more nova. Sense. <laughs> what are Bermuda shorts? They're like capris, except shorter. They're the ones that come up just above your knee. Oh, okay. I guess little biker shorts. I guess would be a better term. Oh, for okay, it, that makes a little more sense to me. Yeah. So real helps her down the last couple steps like a gentleman but is also clearly trying to check her out and you know she she tells them that you know she's gonna break the three of them up she's gonna spend cocktails with real spend dinner with heat and 12 pack is dessert so basically she just makes two of them get dressed up to sit and wait around for her to be done <laughs> like that is I, which gives plenty of time for them to get shit faced uh- so she asked Real to join her on her balcony. Yeah. Her balcony. I which, wrote that too. I was like, why does she yes, say it like she that? She says it more than once. Balcony. <laughs> that is actually, that. she says balcony. Has she been smoking less cigarettes? Or do uh, they just not show it? I don't know. No, she's actually smoking a decent amount of cigarettes. Is she? I got to start paying yeah. attention to that. Or I'm it's so like, used to that she's so, always smoking. Yeah. If you're blind to it now because you just automatically see her with a cigarette in her hand at all times. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think we're just used to it at this point. It's got, yeah. So <laughs> there's like a cute little setup outside. It's like the balcony of her, like outside of her room. And it's set up with like two lounge chairs that they push together and put a blanket on like over. And there's, you know, like a grape, like little fake grape vines decorating the the railing and it's like a very adorable little setup they have going on so um new york is doing a lot of touching of reels hair and moaning i obviously like i get i get that like you're feeling each other i just like she doesn't even ask and she's like i don't even know if i should be doing this and he's like it's fine and i'm like it's not fine like it's not fine at all New York. Well, she asked. I know. Well, she well she asked when she started doing it. Mm. It's relatable content. Uh, <laughs> New York is actually very impressed that she took his braids out. He took his braids out for her because uh, I think she asked that. I forgot when she asked, but I know that it's come up before that it she was would. Either episode, it might have been episode one. And yeah, he was pretty much like yeah, like whatever you want, like I'll do it. Yeah, and oh, poor thing. Like, he really liked her, and she was not into it at all. She really tried hard. She's like, well, no, she didn't actually try that hard. Uh, Like, you could tell that she's like, oh, I love your hair. And then, like, I don't like anything else about it. Like, I don't feel anything for you. Because he's too nice. Yeah, she likes his brother. He's so nice. He's so sweet in this. And, yeah, immediately she's like, so, like, I'm really into your brother. Yeah. So she's saying, you know, like, well, also before that, and this is, like, this is, like, a very Christian episode like christian undertones that i'm like Mm. not prepared to like explain or deal with at all she says that he's her samson and he's what she says that he is her samson and he says that she's his delilah i know that those are bible things i do not understand what that context means so i uh delilah cut samson's hair 
that Samson uh, had like long hair and like his hair was the source of his powers or his strength or something. I'm pretty sure I saw like an old Veggie Tales or something, <laughs> like a Bible cartoon that explained this back in the day. Yeah, I, I, I was, I knew, okay, that makes more sense. Because then like he says something like, oh, well, don't cut off my hair. And she's like, I won't. And I was like, what? Yeah, I, I had no <laughs> so idea. So thank you. That makes was. that made a ton of sense. <laughs> See, being from the South, even if I'm not religious myself, I can at least like bring the Bible knowledge. See, look at that. <laughs> Amazing. So that is when New York launches into this whole thing, like, oh, so your brother's here, and like I'm really interested in him. Like, I'm interested. I mean, I'm interested in both of you, but like, you know, and she's like, Oh, he's the complete opposite of chance. He's the perfect gentleman, you know, but still says that he looks like a thug, which is like the appeal of chance, but whatever. So New York is like, oh, so if like both brothers make it to the top two, you know, what am I going to do then? Which it's like, that is your decision. Why are you asking him? Like, <laughs> you know, if she was asking a not as nice guy, he would be like, pick me. But he's like, whatever your heart wants. Answers like a gentleman. <laughs> I know. He's and, so sweet. And he like, because at one point, like, I wouldn't even have written this down because like, I don't know why, like watching any affection on this show for the most part kind of skeeves me out. But like, he goes, oh, I got to kiss that cheek. And I'm like, oh, the way he said that was so sweet. I don't know. Like, it was and nice. she's, Yeah. She even says like tender kisses. And it was like yeah. compared to things that happened later on. Very just, right. like, sweet and wholesome and tender. Yes, it was exactly. It was like a nice like R&B type of love that they had going on. And before we, before she leaves him, she like raises a glass to real because he be, raise the glass to real because he's really doing it right now. <laughs> so, oh god, Mr. fucking Boston. So, we get some clips from around the house. Mr. Boston and Onyx are just chilling in the kitchen. I was so annoyed at how much time people are spending in front of an open refrigerator all episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I get that they're not paying for the power bill, but like rude. Mr. Boston is saying that he can't believe his two cock-sucking teammates had the nerve to bash him in front of everyone, even New York, and calls Chance the R-word, which, for some reason, that uh, went unbleeped on Hulu. He really loves that word, doesn't he? Ooh, he... He said it multiple times last I've week, heard it more... I heard it during more during the course of this episode, I think, than I've heard it in the last year. Uh, yeah, I which think is, like I mean, the last five years, honestly. Yeah, well, I mean, I... In one of my jobs, I work around some, like, just some old school minds that I've heard it way more than I felt comfortable with lately. But, you know, just either way, I'm just I was very surprised that it wasn't bleeped. Meanwhile, Chance in the other in the barber shop room is giving white boy a shape up and talking about how Mr. Boston's father should be disgusted with him because this motherfucker's a real fuck up, which like, I don't know, I guess if my kid was like, I don't know, like a dorky accountant i wouldn't be that disappointed <laughs> I, I do have to say though as far as like insults go i really appreciated like chance digging deep and not just going for something surface level like mr boston did yes that is a good point like it's and it actually is like way more cutting because it's like your father would be disappointed in yeah you. it's like your father should be disappointed in yeah you. no that's actually way you're right that's such a good point it's like way worse of an insult <laughs> So Mr. Boston is saying that Chance hates me now, but it doesn't bother me because, you know, it, like this is what I said earlier is that they wouldn't have beat the other houses regardless. So blaming it on him for being, you know, not as for for the house being shitty, like doesn't really make sense. 
especially if they were claiming right if they were claiming that if the other guys were claiming so much they knew what they were doing so mr boston is showing an unblurred pepsi in the kitchen and calls his teammates the r word yet again but pepsi loves that i right (laughs) drink a pepsi and say in sensitive terms so Chance is still doing Mr. Bo- uh, Mr. Boston's white boy's haircut. Well, you know what's so funny is like every time they say white boy, I want it to be Mr. Boston. <laughs> like because he is like the whitest of boys. So I don't know. Uh, he's saying that he wants to fuck Mr. Boston's ass up. Rico is also in the barbershop with them laughing and Chance is like, all right, once I'm finished with this haircut, like we're going to do it. And Rico's like, Okay. <laughs> So back to uh, New York and real, really quick. Uh, I don't know. This was kind of dumb. I guess I didn't really need to include this. But, you know, they're basically saying that they had an amazing time. And New York's like, well, I don't want it to be the last time. And he's like, oh, no, never. And, you know, he's feeling really confident leaving the state, which he would. sweet. I know. I can't get over it. Because he's like really everything he says to her is like so respectful. And it truly does feel like a person who's like going on like a first date and really wants to have a second date, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a very wholesome connection. And Mm -hmm. everybody get checked for colon cancer. Just cannot stress (laughs) this enough. Rest in peace, real. So on to dinner. Um, She, I don't know, they go to this outdoor setup right by the winning doghouse she tells him that she's finally with her heat and he makes this like weird noise like he <laughs> i'm convinced he's on something like he brought he knew how long he could potentially be away and brought that much of a supply of ecstasy he's on something because <laughs> i wrote two that yeah. just definitely tweaked yeah because this isn't just drunk like 12 pack looks drunk the whole time like heat is on something yeah. I don't know. He starts then he starts like dabbing himself with the napkin too, like he's sweating out of nowhere. I don't know. I don't trust it. So I really am liking this he's on ecstasy theory. I hadn't considered that until you said that, but like upon reflection Yo, and he's knowing on, everything else that he gets into that night. He absolutely brought Molly to the house. Well, like I'm not I'm not unconvinced. Because twelve pack says there's times where even like twelve pack goes to bed and like he's just up drinking, like doing shit by himself. Yeah, no, I I'm telling you, I think he's on something. Like at the very uh, Yaya gets Molly first. <laughs> <laughs> Yaya rolls first. Okay. Um, <laughs> then me, then New York. <laughs> oh my gosh so new york actually well speaking of which new york says uh if i end up with heat i'm gonna end up eating less which is a flashback to the who eats first mama yaya or new york discussion and she wants to kind of grill him about it a little bit so she asks him so new york obviously observes that he must be on something because she's like how you feeling you know like what's your mood like and he's like oh i'm feeling very happy happy and he starts licking his fingers like he just had like chicken or Doritos. <laughs> and New York's like, oh, and uh, very perky. I don't know. I wrote down in my notes that he at this point like remind he's like making these noises that remind me of the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> he's like, like literally like he's just apropos of nothing. Just like making these noises. Or he's like Bobcat. What is that guy? Bobcat Goldway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. Did this happen in between when she met them downstairs and when he had his dinner date? Because I feel like he was being pretty normal. 
you know, I don't know. A, a scene or two ago. It had to have been. He must have taken something like a little bit before. Now I'm wondering if they like if he just brought something for a special occasion because I'm thinking about it and up until this point he's been like kind of regular weird if that makes sense but like he's the, he's definitely like tweaking he's like on, in yes. this episode so I also pointed out that uh, they have some like both have very ornate crosses on which is like something that was only really trendy in the 2000s like she had on like a rosary looking thing and he had on I don't know how to explain it. It's like a new age church looking thing. Like, I guess this is also probably a little bit later because I kind of associate it with like Real Housewives of Orange County and and Rock of Love where it's like that bedazzled cross everything era. I don't know. I might just be I'm describing this very poorly. I'm just I'm describing this very poorly. So New York asks in the future if they hit it off, what might life be like? And she's actually kind of asking it like very quietly and demurely. And he's like, "What?" She's so she's such a schemer in this scene. I don't, but like I don't, I can't explain why she's doing well. So he says, like you know, I want to see my family as much as possible. And she's like, "Well, like, are we going to be living alone together? Like, do you think Mama and Mama and Yaya would move in? No, Yaya, be in the back." <laughs> no he's like he's like absolutely yeah yeah i'm gonna build a build i'm gonna build house. an additional house in the backyard and literally there's like a record scratch and the the reason why i'm saying that i know she's still smoking cigarettes a lot is because she has one in her hand as she turns around and like spits out what looks like a maraschino cherry <laughs> i don't know she but she's still got a cigarette in her hand so i'm like that's kind of gross Jesus. so he says if it was up to him his mom would be close by and new york's like okay but like do you mean like with us or you know and he keeps saying like you know i really want to keep them close and new york goes he puts mama and yaya before ny but she's like and she's like and that can't happen but when she's saying ny she's doing like a town down <laughs> like which is like that's can not you how you do that you can. Oh, I can i i can't with the microphone in my hand but i but you can <laughs> so uh then, like, I, I guess because she's just decided at this point there's no point in, like, trying to have a normal conversation with him, she starts asking him, like, oh, how do you feel about, like, me having close male friends? And he's like, that's fine. You know, like, whatever. And she goes, um, what about if they spend the night? <laughs> and he's like, uh, and she's like, s- yeah, you. she's like, you know, like, sometimes they want to spoon me to make sure that I'm. <laughs> I'm secure and safe. And he's like, spoon me. And I'm like, she, at this point, you can tell she's like, all right. Rusty spoons. <laughs> See, so uh, New York's like, at this point, she says in a talking head, you know, his eyes were all over the place. And he's like, he's out of his mind. Like, he's nuts. So he is not helping his cause by saying, I know you've been digging me. And feeling me whoop de doo And guess what? You're studying me while I'm studying you. And I'm like, are what you- What is he trying to say here? I think he's trying to, like, establish some equal footing. Like, basically trying to say, like, oh, like, I have to decide that you're also good enough for me. But, like, all of this just reminded me of, like, Aaron Carter on oh, Instagram no. Live. Ooh. That was the vibe I got from this because he's like, oh, whoop de doo And if you're studying me, I'm studying you and like meaning it with his chest. You know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. and I'd it be was... shacking basketball. 
That was his song. That was. That was. So she gets up and gives him a hug and a kiss. And she's like, oh, with my butter lips, which we then get. (sighs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm not going to do it. And it's not worth making iconic line of the week because it's so disgusting. But like. so cringy. It's like he's like. I'm going to say this in like straight talk voice. So he says <laughs> they're juicy lips. They're just so irresistible. And when you put them on your lips, you feel this tingle, which I'm like, you're fucking on something. Um, And you're just like, I want some more butter. And she gives me that butter and it tastes so good. Uh, that's. I don't know. How thank to you respond. for your service it, in reading that. I, <laughs> I, I do the work. So yeah. nobody else has Listen to. <laughs> yeah, and she's kind of like, um, well, I'll see you later. And just leaves. <laughs> Thank you. So then we're back in the house. And for some reason, Mr. Boston has decided to come into the same room as his teammates. You know, White Boy is still getting his hair cut, which is like he did not have a ton of hair to begin with. Why is this still happening? He's cleaning up his fade. <laughs> But for this long? Maybe Chance isn't that great of a barber. I don't know. It looked Well, I mean, it looked fine when it was done. That is true. So, you know, it's white boy Rico and Chance in the room, and Chance is like, oh, we're going to give you a haircut. And Mr. Boston's like, mm, no thanks. <laughs> I would have loved if they gave him a fade, though. I cannot imagine his we- this weird, like, whole head shape. I can't imagine. He's got, like, a Bob's Burgers chin, almost, so... <laughs> Chance reminds us that he's pissed at Mr. Boston because it is apparently his fault that they didn't win the challenge and goes, I'm going to take that cat out. And all of a sudden, they cut to like a tussle of people grabbing Mr. Boston. Like he is up off the ground. This was, yeah, this is hazing. This is straight up hazing. Yes, yes I was like, this is frat boy hazing. A thousand percent. I, was, I Especially, read my, like, they haze Mr. Boston. Literally. And I feel like he knows that too, which is, I, I don't know if he was ever in a frat, but like you, his attitude about it is like way better than one you would expect and two that it should be. Uh, and also for all of his like, altar boy hall monitor fucking ways tango is just sitting on the side just like shaking his head you know just being like oh come on guys like whatever a bunch of fucking bystanders well he probably figures they're not actually gonna cut his hair they looked like they were going to the whole time i i believe that they were gonna cut his hair yeah oh i'm surprised that it didn't end up being like a bigger thing than it was Huh. I, I don't know. I was shot. I, I don't know. I guess because I was around frat guys once. So uh, so basically Rico, Heat, and Chance hold Mr. Boston down while White Boy has the buzzers and takes a whole big chunk. Well, not a big chunk, really. Like, it takes a chunk out of his hair. And White Boy's yeah, like, actually- oh, well, now you got to finish it off. Blah, blah, blah. Guess you have to, like, guess we have to shave your head. And Chance in his talking, in his talking head is more or less making fun of Mr. Boston for being rightfully terrified that he's being held down with like and trying to fight back with clippers being pointed at him i don't know like what kind of asshole he's like oh he's he's laying on the ground and he's shivering like oh he doesn't even know what's happening and it's like uh, yeah (laughs) yeah this was definitely assault yeah like a hundred percent and I don't know. The producers, I guess, didn't feel the need to get involved. I don't know. And Chance, and again, we cannot stress enough that this is because Chance felt like he lost out on winning a challenge. 
because Chance turns and yells at him, you made us lose, you die. I didn't think he was serious. Obviously, when he, said he wasn't that. trying was like, to say okay. he dies. But either way, it's like you're you're doing this Put over over losing a competition. He was angry. I guess. So I it mean, turned- he, more. I feel like it was more so just like Boston's attitude towards him in general, since like it was obvious that he looked down on him. Yeah. Yeah. I guess right. So he. That's true. He probably used the challenge as a guise for saying, you know, like you've made me feel stupid. And it felt very, like, clearly, like, a bully-type situation. Like, yes. bully being the kind of kid who isn't the best in school and, like, feels kind of spastic, so he takes it out on other people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Mr. Boston kind of sees through that, so he's got to make him feel less than. Um, It turns out to only really be a small patch kind of on the crown of his head, so, you know. I didn't really see anything. I didn't. I he- couldn't tell at all. Yeah, you're not really able to tell. I thought they put the sound in of the buzz because when he goes to check the room or he goes in the room to check uh who is it tango with him yeah and he's like no it's not batman like you're fine well i mean because it's in a they probably had it like on a i don't know what kind of setting they would have had potentially like a low one to begin with yeah. because it's not like white boy's hair was really that grown exactly. out so they probably had it on I don't know. Maybe they just like didn't catch him, and he was like good enough at fighting them off. That's what so, I think. I thought they. That's why I thought they were just messing with him. They weren't actually going to cut his hair. I don't know. Maybe they did put the sound in after the fact. You're right. It's perfectly possible. Indeed. So, Mr. Boston and his talking head is like, I don't know what they were trying to do. Like if they were trying to shave my head or whatever. But you know, it makes me feel good because this means they view me as a threat. Which is kind of valid. I mean, I guess, but I feel like I believe more of what Riley's saying. Like, it's because, like, he looks down on them. Yeah, I don't think that they view him as a threat at all, but I think that Mr. Boston actually did believe that, like, believed what he was saying. Oh, I think that he believes it, whether or not it's actually true is a separate matter entirely. (laughs) Then, of course, uh, as Mike mentioned, he's in the bathroom with Tango, like, trying to check it out and see how bad it really is and decides to call them uh those two r words <sighs> wasn't it the same r word just twice no he calls it he said those he says those oh two gotcha 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 <laughs> gotcha no the two of them are yes. r words gotcha so it's on to dessert time uh so new york says um i'm actually trying to watch my figure so i'm not gonna eat anything and we're gonna learn some tantric techniques instead <laughs> I wonder if this was actually planned or if like the idea of eating dessert wasn't on her plate, so to speak, because it was 12 pack. Ooh, I wonder. But I mean, how quickly could have, they have gotten that tantra teacher That's in? That's the only thing that's making me think like, oh, that was the plan all along. Well, I guess too, because she was like, oh, we get extra special time. I don't know. So she and she's like telling him like leading up to going into this room. She's like, oh, I really like you a lot. Like she's like very into him. I do too. So uh, I don't know. He says like, oh, he's like, oh, we're feeling each other hardcore. And you just had to grab each other and do something I'm not going to mention on TV. And it's like, Jesus. oh, how polite. Thank you, sir. Yeah, <laughs> no, thanks. Well, I mean, like I appreciate being spared the. Well, meanwhile, yeah, the yeah. former credit scene was him just like, oh, yeah, Olive Lof Mott, or, if, oh, except yeah. he's supposed to be German. I don't know. Yeah, whatever his intention. Well, that was last week's credit scene. Yes. Uh, 
so then they meet the the tantra teacher taya Aaliyah taye <laughs> cannot stress enough that this is a white woman uh so what do we think her name actually is if it's not actually like rebecca <laughs> jennifer white deborah you know <laughs> karen like, jones karen yeah. a, <laughs> right exactly yeah. right she is certainly a she's like a hippie karen can i speak to your manager jones <laughs> And also, by the way, so I Googled her uh, just to see if she's still, you know, going. And she has um, (laughs) a very angel fire looking website. And I'm not even just (laughs) saying it like, oh, it's a shitty website. Like, no, she clearly has not updated this website because there are two little tiny thumbnails along the side that are screenshots from this episode. (laughs) And like, it's in her about me that it's like, you know, oh, I... It, like was also featured on I Love New York and uh, by the way for anybody who wants to check it out it is tantricwave.com t a n t r i c w a v e.com she's yeah so she's a blonde lady in a white belly dancer outfit like <laughs> cannot stress that enough coin belt and everything it's it's just like it, it very um very much informs just the whole situation so she explains to them that Tantra is an art and science, which is used a lot on her website. Um, I really want to know what her definition of science is. I listen. (laughs) She has a very interesting background. I forgot to like, I didn't want to like, I figured we, people can go to the website and see it for themselves, but she's got, she's, she was a nurse, but also has a degree in like, you know psychic healing or something like that so it's like um diversified interests i guess <laughs> i i don't know so wish every day was diversity day <laughs> there we go your office reference everybody yes. uh you know it's a it's an art and science that incorporates our love making our um <laughs> she's definitely a part of it yes well i mean <laughs> technically she kind of is so uh to create the heights of ecstasy I don't know why 12-Pack has his sunglasses on. I mean, I do. It's because he's drunk. But, <laughs> like, he's he's got his sunglasses on. So 12-Pack says, and I wrote this down verbatim. Uh, this lady was saying the lady's here to teach us some moves that I think I'm pretty sure I already know already. I, it just sounded so natural to my ear. Yeah, no, so exactly. Speech they already know already. That and like I was cracking myself up. I forgot to mention that I was cracking myself up while taking these notes because I was trying to say Tantra teacher Taya Aliataya. Do we know a Taya Aliatai? So Tantra teacher Taya Aliataye. Like there's ta- your tongue twister if you need to like warm up. I know. Tantra teacher Taya Aliyah Taye. What was the thing you were saying before? Like, say that man, handy manliness. Handy manliness. You want to say say that <laughs> five times fast? This is a million times. Yeah, I know. Worse. This is. I don't know why. I just was like, I. But I'm, I'm so easily amused. Apparently, that I was just sitting in the room with this pause, laughing about it for like a solid five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so they change into tantric attire. Which is a very small bundle of clothing. Uh, and he's like, so mine is in here? And she's like, yup. Yeah. And hands him a pair of leopard print Speedo shorts. Uh, it's a bikini and Speedo. 
Yes. And oh, she's like, right. She's in like a regular outfits. white bikini and he's in, you know, Speedo shorts. He says that he's fine with it because there is no better guy in the house to wear these than him. They do this tantric dance to see how their energies flow together. I don't know how they weren't cracking up, like how they were keeping a straight face. Not that I think the practice of tantra is like laughable or anything like that. But I mean, I just I don't know. Like, I guess I'm too awkward as a person to like be that close to somebody's face. Like. And just be like, like sexy oh. dance with them. Right, sexy dance. Like, but I mean, more, I guess she's more or less sober. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess uh, not. But either way, I feel like if I'm drunk, I'm laughing even harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, shout out to 12 Pack for really holding it together through all of this. Considering his blood alcohol level. <laughs> so they kind of are like dancing up on each other slowly. And New York is like. Listen, I need this tantric lady to leave because I'm ready to have alone time with 12 pack. And to be quite frank, she is fucking weird. (laughs) That then leads us into our iconic line of the week. She's looking at us and she's she's really digging it. It looks like she wants to take 12 pack or myself sexually. (laughs) I love it. Just sexually. Like I love the way she says that. Another moment where I was like, am I going to be able to get through this episode because I like in a reasonable, timely fashion because I had to pause and like laugh my ass off at just sexually. So there's then they're sitting on the bed with their legs kind of wrapped around each other and the Tantra ladies like kind of rolling them around <laughs> like a weeble wobble. Um she tells them this is when they start cracking up, which I'm like, okay, good. I'm glad, you know, somebody's got a sense of humor about this eventually. And she tells them that her friend calls this position yam bam. That was weird. Like why? I just, why? At first I was thinking like wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah, but but they're not doing anything except rolling around together. So, 12 Pack says the whole thing is very sexual and him and New York haven't bonded like this yet. So maybe tonight's the night. Uh, he then goes up to get drinks and go to the bathroom. Because so he, he's, he's got to piss because he's been drinking all night. Uh, yes. I love how he's just like, I've been drinking, so I got to pee. Yeah. And I mean, he's not incorrect. So yeah. <laughs> it's not wrong. So. A bunch of the uh, so he leaves to go get the drinks, but has to then walk through the house more or less to do it. And a I bunch think he of- probably just also wanted to show off his body. Oh, a hundred percent. He says that too, but I don't think that it was like he makes it as clear as it is to everyone. Mm-hmm. Like this is again where he's just like he knows that he's like body wise the most fit dude in the house, and none of the other guys would have the confidence to wear this really. But he's confident enough in his body to do it and knows that it'll like get these guys going like what the hell is he doing in her room in that outfit (laughs) (laughs) so real and heat i guess well because real is clearly on something and uh no not real is clearly on something heat is clearly on something and real i guess is just such an easygoing guy and so caught up in the moment so in love with new york and just wants to have like a goofy adventure they decide they need to know what's going on over there and they start looking for a ladder <laughs> to climb up the balcony. No, I'll meet you outside. That's yeah. Pretty funny. 
Put it on your doghouse. But, right. So he uh, says, well, like, this is so funny, too, because she made it clear from the beginning that whoever the foreman was was going to get extra time. She made that abundantly clear. Yes. And he's like, she got more. He's, he got more time than we did. You know, it's, <laughs> it's one thing to have dessert. It's another thing to have a freaking extension to paradise. Uh. I was going to say, Mike, no, no office reference here paradise pack your bags we're leaving the day after tomorrow where he buys the tickets for his real life yeah no well he gets them for carol yes and then pack your bags we're leaving the day after tomorrow tomorrow. yes yeah i know r.i.p eddie money yeah that's right i guess uh i guess (laughs) it's his song i don't know i don't that part of white culture isn't <laughs> that part of white culture is foreign to me. And then the other one. Uh, I mean, me too. And I'm <laughs> good. <a> thank, <laughs> you, so. thank you, Riley. Yeah, no, that one I know. I love the original song that's from. Okay. <laughs> You're still going. Dirty Dancing soundtrack. One of the greatest of all time. Probably top five. Are you high? No. <laughs> Are you also on the same thing that he did? Right, yes. it's all this heat talk. Yes, yes, like it's contact high. He, he shipped me fifteen some. years later. That's a, yeah. So, uh, he sends Real to go find a ladder and tells like they're gonna meet outside and scale this wall. So, Real wholesome Real is like you know this is his woman and he doesn't want anybody disrespecting his girl. So they find I a ladder. I believe him. I truly believe he's like, I, I think this guy's going to be disrespectful. I need to go check on him. <laughs> we need to handle this. Right. So they find a ladder and put it on top of the black team's shitty doghouse. And despite some dramatic hanging on, you know, real actually gets up there. He, he says he feels like King Kong, which is like, <laughs> I, I know that you meant because you're scaling something, but like the history and the nuance of King Kong as a, <laughs> as a piece of art is more complicated as a black person. I Why am I bringing this into it? I need help. So he once he actually makes it up there, he grabs a couple of grapes and drinks some champagne out of the bottle. <laughs> I love that. He's like, I got to get some grapes. I get some liquor. Right, just turning up and then, you know, cut to New York in her room moaning as 12 Pack is like grinding on her, like doing body rolls on her well, basically. Yeah, he's first, he like is just like touching her thigh all gentle and then he like jumps on top of her. Yeah, like it's, it's some straight up magic mic type shit. <laughs> so she finally notices a silhouette on in the balcony door. So real runs and hides behind. <laughs> The little things they were just sitting out on. At least you didn't like jump over the railing to the ladder. That is true. And you know what's funny is like there are people in this house who would have. Like, thank God he's got enough sense to not be like that. Mm -hmm. Been (laughs) drinking a little. So New York is actually I thought was interesting is like kind of disturbed and is like, what is happening here? And, you know, Heat is like, you are spending more time with him than us. But he's like pointing, like, not just with a cigarette, with a whole box of parliament lights. <laughs> just like using them as a visual aid, pointing, like, you're spending more time. And 
real is like standing up there and he's like oh the last thing i want to see is him and his speedo like and his speedos whatever and 12 packs like laughing you know him and new york are both kind of laughing but he's like you know not cool dude like i led you through that dog house <laughs> it's like sure so 12 pack and his talking head is like basically like incredulous like his own teammates are so jealous of him and you know but like oh because what is it they they can talk all the shit they want because i'm the one in the leopard skin in new york's room he said he refers to it as leopard skin multiple times throughout the he episode really likes that he's, he, i think he really liked the speedo he's really proud of this speedo and how he's able to pull it off they go back in the room leaving real on the balcony it seems i don't know how he ultimately left <laughs> He just sat out there all night because he was too polite to disturb New York after that. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty funny. You're just like, you're climbing back down. Right. Just like, you got you got up here. You got to figure out how to get back down. So 12-pack and his talking head is like, I think me and New York already had as much fun as possible. So I don't think anyone's getting in the way of us having fun. Which, like, they kind of have her then saying like, oh, good night, 12-pack. And you think that it's like they're going to bed together because that's what probably would have happened on flavor of love but no uh she's going to bed and he's staying up to get even more drunk Mm -hmm. 12 pack is then free from his date and wasted and still in his booty shorts and sunglasses smoking (laughs) in the kitchen with heat real and mr boston real is like oh you spend a lot of time with her and then 12 pack starts describing like the tantra lesson for some gross reason so real is like oh you know i'm gonna go to bed and 12 packs like yeah because you're a bitch (laughs) and then he turns to heat and goes well you're gonna stay up and drink right and he's like yes yes like i love you you're the best and you know (laughs) real's like y'all are fucking alcoholics (laughs) I Which, love that. Call I don't know them if, out real. I think too. Like I'm Agreed. not sure it came up in the in the Hulu version because I don't remember them bleeping it out, or I just got so, you know, I'm so oblivious to the bleeps at this point that when I went back to watch whatever Heat is trying to say later on, it brought me back to this, and I was like, I didn't even realize he said fucking alcoholics. I just heard alcoholics at first. <laughs> I don't know. So That's the key, though. Yeah, it is. So then we get a bunch of clips of them. Uh, wasted 12-pack seems to be rubbing his dick on the island counter. I mean, like, <laughs> thankfully, he's still got his shorts on, uh, but he is, they blur it out, and he is more or less rubbing his ball. Like, I don't know. I'm not that familiar with genitalia, like, that kind of <laughs> genitalia like that. So Nuts. Yeah. I don't know. It lo- I don't know what it looked like he was doing exactly, but it was certainly his dick. So, uh, Heat is then wasted, obviously yelling something about. I tried to go back several times and get the words. I can't. Uh, he's yelling something about steroid motherfucker that does something <laughs> something shit. Then it turns into everybody by the Backstreet Boys and 12 Pack <laughs> is doing funny. the robot. World's drunkest version of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it just felt it's like very bachelorette party vibes. Like everybody. 
Yeah. Where your leopard print. Yes. <laughs> like that was it. He was making his own words to it. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. He's so obsessed with him. So Onyx comes downstairs. They are. Uh, oh, really? I saw a picture of them on one of their Instagrams not long ago. Wow, of the good two for of them, them together. Aw, I love that. They yeah. clearly have also like uh dried out quite a bit. He looks oh, a lot good. like a youth pastor, um, like like at a new age church. Uh he's selling like I think I've mentioned before, I think he is still doing real estate, but he is doing like I don't know, it's not an MLM, but it's like his own MLM. Only homes and backyards for families that need to put their parents back there. I mean, who are we to judge? <laughs> we're about yeah. we're not that far from According doing the that. Market. Basically. Right. I was going to say, we're not that far from doing that myself. So Onyx comes downstairs and I guess he's like cleaning up and bringing some bottles down, I think it was. And he's like, oh, what's that smell? Oh, right. The two biggest lushes in the house. And you can tell that he's such a fucking straight edge nerd that he's like, oh, it smelled like a brewery down there. Like you know, He's good. He's my straight edge nerd. <laughs> like I, you can tell though that he doesn't do shit because you know, good and damn well, it did not smell like a brewery. It smelled like a frat room, like a frat house floor. I bet. Oh, what are you guys making hops? Right, exactly. <laughs> you brewing stuff down there? So then they cut to four eighteen a.m. They are still turning up and they're having a, a drunken heart to heart, and Heath's like. Everybody knows this. You're the fucking best body in this fucking place. And then they are playing this like romantic acoustic guitar <laughs> over slow mo vids of the two of them. And like, but it, oh, it was great. He's like, you lift weights and smoke cigarettes and you do backflips <laughs> and smoke not, cigarettes. Not cigarettes. First, it's cigarettes. Oh, yeah. And then he goes, just the fact that you can do backflips smoking a surrogate. <laughs> A surrogate. <laughs> and then 12-pack calls him out. He's like, I love smoking surrogates. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I don't know. This whole scene is, like, very much clearly they're like, ha-ha, guy complimenting another guy. Obviously, he's got to be gay. Yeah. That's because that's the logical progression of two men expressing, well, at least one man expressing his appreciation <laughs> for another man. I mean, I think he just had so much fucking serotonin flooding his system. <laughs> <laughs> right, I know. He had to tell him how much he loved him. So 12-pack in his talking head, I guess they made him do right before he went to bed. He looks rough. His hair is like <laughs> falling. His eyes are like half open. And he's like, oh, he's my little drinking buddy. And like, we're going to be drinking all day tomorrow, too, which is like great foreshadowing. I got a hangover just like looking at him. Oh in this my scene. god! I looked. That looked exhausting. Like to be drinking all day until like five in the morning. That shit looks exhausting. Like I don't know how they were even still sober. Well, I was also thinking because. I had been listening to the Ronald Reagan episodes of The Dollop, which if you haven't listened to them, highly recommend it. Patton Oswalt is a guest. So good. Uh, they talk about how Nancy Reagan, I think, stepfather was a famous actor or something. I forgot exactly who this is, but they're talking about this famous actor in like you know whatever yesteryear silent film era who would was like an alcoholic but a very distinct kind of alcoholic who would be stone sober 
through the entire filming of whatever movie he was working on. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as it wrapped, he would get a hotel room and a suitcase full of booze and he would sit in a tub and drink until he puked and shit all over himself and then would just hose himself off and keep drinking for several days. And I have not been able to get this visual out of my head and I needed to pass it along to somebody else. <sighs> Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I've just been so disturbed. Sounds like, like a fun weekend. It sounds like the worst time for a variety of reasons. But like that's like what I was also imagining these guys basically doing at this point. So the next morning, and by the next morning, I mean two hours later. An hour and 15 minutes? Yeah. Easily. Easily. Uh, the sun is up. Uh, they're playing, like, lullaby music. It's They show that it's 6 a.m. And in walks Sister Patterson. Rise and shine. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's trademark now. I know. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh -oh. Please don't sue me, Chris Jenner. I love you. We'll um, it out. Uh, so she says, she actually does say rise and shine, but she says, rise and shine, uh, get up and you're going to church today. She tells them they have a half an hour to get dressed, which is bonkers to me. They had more time to get dressed <laughs> for the, to change into a tank top and cargo pants that than they do to have to put on a suit, to put on a suit first thing in the morning and get dressed for church. God bless. Literally. <laughs> foreshadowing right uh oh no you just said church yeah so <laughs> yes i know Whoops. and uh 12 pack says uh tells the whole room he's going to be going to church drunk because he is still drunk currently and while he's doing that's what i figured <laughs> that's right exactly it's like i'm going to church drunk because i am drunk and i'm sure like they were all sleeping when he came in and finally like crashed on the bed and all of a sudden he goes from like just kind of saying that to like his talking head and then back to him with this like train conductor kind of hat, except it's like bright pink and awesome. says party king. That was awesome. <laughs> I don't know where he got it or who brought it, like who decided like probably he he probably made it and embroidered it by hand for him. Well, I was going to say that sounds more like a romance move, but I, I don't know, like who decided like in their pack of things they needed to bring to this house was like let me bring my party king hat i will just say though i'm very thankful that it did say party king because when i first saw it i misread it and i thought it said panty king and i was like dear god no that i would not put it past them well, uh, i thought it was that's i could believe it but i was just like i hate this i so much so so much so Heat is in way worse condition, though, uh, saying he, he doesn't want to start praying. Well, because, I mean, he's not only coming off a regular hangover, he's coming off a fucking Molly high, which, you know, those aren't fun. <laughs> so not speaking from personal experience or anything like that. Uh, so he's saying, like, he doesn't want to pray, but he needs mercy right now and literally is on his hands and knees begging for medicine. <laughs> Which, I love that it's so sad. I love that it's not like aspirin or anything in particular. It's just medicine. medicine. It was funny. 
I was like, what magical hangover medicine are you expecting? I was going to say, anything you could be taking? Well, they got this thing called, well, I don't know. Well, it doesn't matter. Product placement, I guess. It's this thing called like Cheers or something. <laughs> yeah, the uh, Crime and Sports is a, it's one of the oh, Crime really? Sports sponsorships. I, well, I mean, a couple podcasts do it. Because, uh, yeah, the other uh, wrestling one, I guess that they do ads for each other now. I mean, I would like to try it if you want to be our sponsor. Like, I, try it. <laughs> I will absolutely take it. I'm like a little baby, so I'll I'll take it. So he, I mean, anything they would have taken, it wouldn't help you at this point. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, the best hangover cure is miso soup or pickle juice. Uh, I believe in pho. I love pho. Yeah, I think sriracha. it's anything with that kind of broth uh, mm-hmm. that is apparently supposed to be the the answer. So the more you know. Uh so real is in the room with them looking at them like what the fuck is wrong with y'all like <laughs> this is why i went to bed watching the two of them struggle struggle to be functioning humans T- 12 pack is trying to make his way up the stairs uh heat is like yelling at his orange juice that it's in trouble and then chugs it <laughs> i think it's like um emergency or something because it kind of is pale looking and it's in an aquafina bottle yeah. yeah no he's yeah that's true it's it's some some orange beverage that's supposed to revive you i mean it would be pretty smart if they had like pedialyte around the house for that purpose like you know like they had it ready for them assuming they're going I to be hungover. so right it would be kind of irresponsible not to right suffering makes better television I mean, not really for a hangover, though, because most true. I mean, as, as if you're not having to get up in the morning and go somewhere like you're just then in bed all day. Mm-hmm. So. So Chamo is waiting at the bottom of the stairs in his Sunday best with a tray full of Bibles, <laughs> which is like that. Now, again, I haven't I haven't been to church a whole lot, but the few times I've went, I'm there were Bibles there for me. Yes. I did right. not have to bring my own. Totally. It's not a BYOB situation. Um, but it's also like that's gotta be heavy to be like holding them up like that. They're all cut out. Maybe. <laughs> They're just hollow. I don't know if Sister Patterson would allow that though. The idea of like an empty Bible, like a VH1 like a will. defaced Bible. That's true. Well, we, did we see that it actually says uh, yeah. Bible on yeah, it? Yeah, because uh, they're holding them later on. So, of course, Tango, the ass kisser, is headed down first. Uh, and then a bunch of the guys are coming down the stairs, like, generally pretty well put together. And then Chance comes down in the loudest t-shirt I have ever seen. The same <laughs> hat and bandana that he is always wearing and ripped jeans. Now, this is where I expect him and Sister Patterson to go at it but she is like i don't know like she's one of those people i guess the church puts her in a good place because she's like you know listen just please all i ask is just take off the hat and the bandana like she's being really chill about it she's so nice yeah and she's like here let me fix you but she doesn't even say it like snidely in any kind of no it's sincere and but then like chance in his head hears it as like he likes is telling us in his talking head he's like oh you ain't coming in my house with no hat and rag on your head and you know like but like you know he's saying you know fine if you don't want me to do this like i'm not fucking coming in <laughs> and he you know whatever and she's like okay but like you should come in because well, she tells him he will come inside because everybody here needs to hear the word of the lord <laughs> I mean, like, do they need Jesus? Like, in theory, yes. 
Are, am I going to force people to like observe? Y'all right. need Jesus. What? The t-shirt. Y'all need Jesus. Y'all, right. Y'all need Jesus. So, you know, I mean, it's a little cringy, but at the same time, like, they all need some sort of intervention. <laughs> Actually, and then Sister Patterson says, you know, I it's Sunday. I don't want to fight with him. You know, who wants to fight on a Sunday? And I'm like, I'm genuinely shocked you don't. So especially because it's chance like I'm I'm stunned. So she that's personal growth. Well, I Uh mean, it doesn't last. So (laughs) she accuses her daughter of not having a miscarriage. So, you know, not that grown. Uh, So she calls up for uh, Tiffany and she comes down and is like immediately turned on by the whole row of them all dressed up. (laughs) Just (laughs) immediately like just like slips it's like all whoa the- what happened right so you know they're all like let's go to the sister passion's like come on let's go to church and new york's like oh right like right that is why you're all looking like this of course so <laughs> i don't understand the logic of this whatsoever but i guess there were too many people for the van so mr boston of all people ends up in the limo with new york and sister patterson they just wanted to grill Mr. Boston. Yeah. I guess, but like... Maybe because he's Jewish. I don't think that that's it, which... Because they're going to church note, and he's Jewish. It, it oh, does half, I guess. Well, his well, family is... no. So he says that he refers to himself as Jewish. Yes. But what's interesting about this is that he says his father's Jewish and his mother is Christian. Now, in the Jewish faith and people who, you know, observe it to some degree, like you end up observing the mother's religion like that's just i don't Uh, know that's just a jewish tradition that is why my mom was raised catholic because also her father was jewish and her mother was catholic and that's how my mom and her siblings ended up catholic how i guess i ended up catholic new york said she's riding with him because she wants to find out more about him and what better place to find out more about a man than a limo on the way to church (laughs) (laughs) that's what she said not me i i'm not even that clever so he is gripping the Bible for dear life and explaining, you know, um, you know, that his dad is Jewish and his mom is Christian. So why wouldn't they be OK with their son dating a black girl? Um, I mean, it is actually a lot more believable than you would think. I mean, I lucked out with <laughs> grandparents so who, you know, were totally like cool with it. Like my dad was their favorite son-in-law but like you know i don't i don't know if that's the exception or the rule um i guess if you're willing to be in an interfaith marriage the odds are better that you'd be more into an interracial marriage but i don't i don't know and so he's like oh you know obviously my parents would be okay with their son dating a black girl and sister patterson goes a black passable girl while glaring out the window, which mm-hmm. is a flashback to the conversation. I think it was the first night where he's like, my kids will come out looking like Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so then Mr. Boston says, brace yourselves because I was not prepared. <laughs> I'd say Sister Patterson reminds me of Darth Vader, which I was like, I know where he's going with this, but I really hope he doesn't oh, yep. say it. And he goes, dark black skin, huge forehead. I don't know if I'd want her as my mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. I, And then 
And then the next part, if I'm telling you I, all of the breath left my body, Mr. Boston says to Sister Patterson, I think that if her skin was as dark as yours, she would definitely still be as dateable. Uh, it was so painful. I literally, because also, because this is what I was saying, that the captions were a little wonky, because I heard him say that, but the caption says, I don't think that if her skin, because he says, I uh think that if her skin was as dark as yours, but in the captions, it says, I, it, I don't think that if her skin was as dark as yours. So the captions fucked up. The captions fuck made it way darker. No, <laughs> no pun, pun, no pun intended. <laughs> Jesus. Made it way more sinister of a comment because at first I was like, it made it way more dateable. No. I was <laughs> way less right, da- yeah. way less dateable. But like, I, so I was like, I because I was reading the caption and like being like, they're not reacting as strongly to this as you would think. But then when I listened to it back a couple times, he's saying, "Oh, I would still date her even if she was as dark as you," Ugh. which is not the compliment that he thinks that it is. Holy like, shit. Still, like, regardless, I don't think that they reacted strongly enough. I, they didn't. To that they absolutely did. Absolutely did not react strongly enough because New York is just like she flabbergasted, like laughs, but yeah. she's laughing. And Sister Patterson's even kind of laughing. They're, it's, I feel like they're doing it just to get a fucking rise out of him because they know he's so awkward when it comes to talking about I think, any right. Sort I of think race. in that situation, because should, I was laughing. Like, I wasn't angry. Like, yeah. I was just They're laughing. like, he's definitely not racist. He just doesn't know how to talk to black people. Well, like, the thing <laughs> is, though, that is incredibly racist. What are you No, I know. No, no, no. Yes. But it's one of those racist things where it's just like, no, no, no. This is me being not racist. Right. Like, <laughs> I don't care if she would be, like, super dark. I'm still attracted to her. And it's like, oh, he's my so God. He's like, yeah. yeah. Why did, does he ever say, like, you know, I just don't see color? I wouldn't, I'm waiting for it to be on. Well, no, I think the thing is, it's like he's, he's doing the right thing in theory, which is like he's seeing color, but not letting him bother, not letting it bother him. But like the whole point of that he sentiment, has no idea how to because for those who don't know, saying I don't see color is never the right thing to say because you're basically, you know, diminishing people's different. Like yeah. there's nothing you're saying. Oh, that, I don't recognize your heritage or well, what your people went through. Not even that. It's that you're like saying, you know, that there's you're implying that there's something wrong with being different and there isn't. But the thing is, like in saying, you know, like he acknowledges that she is black and that he is white and that they are different. But like he's still doing it in a way that's very othering. I just it's just so cringe. Like he clearly means so well. And I think. Because like I said, I was cracking up during the scene, like knowing full well, like what he's saying is incredibly racist and problematic. It's just so absurd that he's saying it and like thinking that it's genuinely a compliment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then, you know, New York is obviously mortified during this moment, but like laughing and Sister Patterson's like, well, what if your children come out as black as my boot? And he's like hesitating, like he's like not even fathoming a situation where that's possible. No, it's I, mean, like, it's, I mean, it's probably well, well, not, when they're older. but that's not the point. And then he goes on this whole thing about like, oh, well, then by the time they're older. She's like, what? They'll be Well, he also says he doesn't white. say like they. He says he. He's just assuming he's going to have a son. Like Derek Jeter. <laughs> right. So he goes, like, basically, he's trying to say that they'd get lighter as they got older, which like, as 
a mixed person um is not true <laughs> um i mean i haven't seen it happen like it hasn't happened to me and it hasn't happened to my brother i'm like i i if anything we're darker than we were is like babies like i don't i don't know like what does that even fucking mean he knows nothing about anything he's never encountered a black person in his life like it, he obviously has never like been in the same room as a black person like for literally more than, like, i mean five I, I mean boston is wild segregated so like it's it's not super shocking to me but holy shit like you've never encountered a black person like it's one thing to be like you know you've never grown up around black people and had black friends like you straight up have never <laughs> met a black it's person like if he prior walked to in a room today. and just be like whoa literally like <laughs> I, he doesn't know so new york at this point like chokes and is like you know like, uh, but then just telling him he should have some water he's like yeah yeah i should yes he should have <laughs> should have taken a, a coke and a smile and shut the fuck up <laughs> like dead ass so I think that this church scene, while obviously a ruse to get them out of bed after a night of partying and, you know, probably because this happened to fall on a Sunday, I part of me, a tiny part of me thinks that this is redemption, like on television of New York acting like an asshole in church during season one of Flavor of Love. Because remember, she was being such a brat about not having time to get ready and, you know, was sitting like rolling her eyes the whole time because she was so mad that she didn't have a chance to get her shit together with Flav's mom. Yeah. That like, this is, I think her mom's like, you're not going to fucking embarrass me again. Like, you, you go to church this time and you act nice. They all go in except for Chance, who is sitting outside. Uh, an usher asks him, you know, if he's coming in and he's like, nah, I'm good out here. And, you know, the usher's like, you, you're more you than do. welcome to, you know, if you just take your hat off. And he's like, nah, like, I'm posted up out here, blah, blah, blah. Also, Heat, uh, apparently still rolling face a little bit, is really feeling the music, uh, just swaying in the back. <laughs> uh, Chance then says, you know, Sister Patterson really wants me in there, but peep this, my shit ain't coming off. <laughs> <laughs> Unsurprisingly, uh, Mr. Boston, who is actually seated next to Sister Patterson, has never been to a black church before. Um, it Shocker is, of all shocks. I, I know. Nothing has like. Freaking out a little bit. Uh, like brace yourselves, everybody. Uh, some some hot tea coming in. Uh, he unsurprisingly says he's never seen anything like that before. And certainly um, like black church, if you're used to, you know, I mean, assuming if you're in Boston, you're most likely catholic roots um plus jewish you know neither of those religious processions are especially um like lively so black church is certainly an experience if you've never been uh he says that he almost was scared because he's jewish but hey i can move with the best of them and starts doing like the finger gun body roll dance the white man shuffle. I don't know <laughs> yes. what he thought he was doing, but he thought he was doing it. Confidence is key. I guess. Misplaced confidence is key. <laughs> that's, I feel like that sums up Mr. Boston's time, his tenure on this show, like misplaced confidence being key. So there's a woman at the pulpit who calls up Sister Patterson for what I got as words of repression. I don't, <laughs> I don't know church uh, that much. That's, that's, I, uh, 
as the residence, you know, I know. church ambassador. I'm going to say, I'm going to go ahead and say that's not a thing. I, I know. But if I'm wrong, please do let me know. I know. Please, somebody, if you know what they're saying, please let us know. It sounded like they're saying words of repression. So, and Sister Patterson is already kind of like moved. Uh, it has tears in her eyes and she's doing this whole testimony about, you know, like God wanting her to be there. And it's an anointed day. Yes. And uh, then you cut to he basically nodding out at his seat and then doing a dream yeah, sequence of him and 12 pack from the time they were drinking. <laughs> they took the shot of the bee. Uh, <laughs> just, oh, Jesus. You don't want to party with that guy. Who doesn't want it, right? Who doesn't want to party with that guy? I want to party with you, Neil. I don't know what that is. Uh, Saving Silverman. This Word? With- you got a Saving Silverman reference oh, in lo- That's one of the greatest movies ever. I quoted Are you at, kidding me? I quoted at your brother's bachelor party because someone was saying something. I was like, yeah, it was like two hundred for y- or, uh, 20 for you and uh, 200 for your friend. That's one of the lies because it's Steve Zahn and uh, Jack Black. That's right. Yeah. Which I just, that's so random that you brought up Jack Black because I just posed the question to my Twitter followers the other day. Well, the ones who are attracted to men. Uh, would you have sex with Jack Black? And I'm not sure I have a solid answer. I think I would. He's funny. Right? Like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I wouldn't walk by him on the street and be like, yeah, like, give me that. But like. He could charm like me into bed. And he's probably, yes. you ever see The Holiday? That's what, he's got uh, some charming, shout out uh, to my, my friend uh, Danielle who said uh, that's the only version of him that she would get after. So the Holiday like, version, yeah. Respect. Like, yeah, that's exactly how Jack Black would woo all of us, I think. So he's nodding out. And he can play guitar and he sings. I know. Well, that, do you really want to call that singing? His Kiss from the Rose was pretty good. I, haven't, I don't think I've heard that. <laughs> what? Oh my god. He did it at I think it That's might like have been one of my MTV favorite movie songs. Awards. Yeah, no, he killed it. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, he's not a bad <laughs> singer. <laughs> Jesus. This is now a Jack Black appreciation. Yeah, yes, I exactly. Like Jack Black. Okay, so I, I was going to say, so I'll take this. this as a cosign of you, of Jack no. Black being my celebrity hall pass. No, just kidding. No. I'm not wasting it on him. I, w- I would obviously be saving myself for Bill Hader, so. Oh <laughs> So, uh, so Heat is nodding out in his seat and having this, you know, dream sequence. And, you know, this is where Sister Patterson turns into like her scream singing, which I am always singing, <laughs> praise him, praise him. I, I sing that on the regular. Um, and he, that actually wakes Heat up more or less. Uh, <laughs> Then they cut back to like Chance sitting outside and like hearing Sister Patterson. I expect him to be like, oh, what the hell is going on? And he's like, but I had chills and I just needed to come in at this point. Sure. Fucking kiss ass. (laughs) So he shows he comes back in wearing just the bandana. Uh, How respectful. Yes. I I don't know why he's so committed to it because it's not like his hairline is jacked up. Like. I don't know why he's he so just committed. likes the style. I, part of me and you were going to tell him what to wanna, do, right? Like I think he just didn't want to go into church because I mean it's not like there was anything, you know. Like I'm not trying to play respectability politics here. I mean he could have at least cleaned up. Like the outfit he's wearing to the elimination ceremony. Like I was. That's like, what I was going to say would be perfectly acceptable for church, right? Yes. Like I think he just wanted to be difficult on purpose, like to make a point. Like, I mean, but I can't really judge. I mean, not necessarily wanting to go into church. Like, it is a really awkward thing to put people, like, on the spot for. So, I'm, I can't really fault him for that. 
I mean, he is being a little bit ridiculous because mm. she's being really like for Sister Patterson. I cannot stress enough that for Sister Patterson, she's being very like accepting and patient. Yes. Yeah. Just to say that he was even allowed to wear that shirt. Right. Right. Because I don't know what was happening. It was like a no smoking sign and then a cop car. Well, they and can't, I... You can't turn people away from church for as long as they're not wearing something that says something vulgar or whatever. Like homeless people go to church. I mean, I think it's just I, the hat thing. I get it's though. about being and I think the a hat, hat is, is like a, a respect reasonable... thing. I get it. Yeah. Yes. But outside of a hat, like if someone's wearing like a regular T-shirt and like jorts, like you can't tell them no. It's he church. You can't dress, tell like, them no, but it's like the the common knowledge yes. that you, right. you dress nicely yeah. out at of respect. At least they're on a yeah. Right. Sorry, I don't mean That's, to cut you off. Yeah, no, That's I true. mean they're on like a polo and khakis at the worst. Right, like you don't have to get super dressed. Just you know, just have some respect for the other people there who want their Yeez. traditions respected. Yeah. That's yeah. all it is. Literally, just put on that nice pullover that he had. Right, just it was a nice little like half sweater, half leather jacket thing. It was cute. Um. So Sister Patterson is, like, doing her thing, her praise him thing, and they do this whole, like, visual effect. I don't know where all of a sudden they just decided to start doing these. Like, they just got a budget approved, like, at this point in the season to start adding more graphics that they do this, like, shattered glass effect to make it, like, oh, she's being so loud. I mean, she is off key, but it's whatever. It's like an earthquake, too. Yeah. So then Onyx, your boy Onyx, uh... (laughs) goes here i come ready to be an onyx apologist right i mean (laughs) listen so he goes oh i saw the display she put on and i thought it was a little bit over the top but whatever i'll go along with it do we not disagree with him i don't disagree i just i think i think the reason why i'm judging a little bit is because it's like this is just part of the black church experience and like i don't know his background but i would assume that as a black person you would know that like there are always going to be those people who are doing the most and whether or not you believe it like i mean like the fact that it seemed like such a foreign concept to him was what was so confusing to me i don't know if it was that it was a foreign concept or more if it was just like sister patterson really bugs him and like gets on his nerves regardless so for her to be going that extra like if it was just like you know the regular yeah or whoever doing that he might have been just like yeah whatever this is church but for it to be sister patterson it's like oh my god this lady again yeah but i don't know what that would be i mean obviously she's a lot so i mean it's not like (laughs) so out of the realm of possibility that somebody would be irritated by her but i also kind of started to take it after a while as sort of like a rejection of religion like it just kind of came across to me that he was like kind of like a man of logic and just you know didn't like didn't buy this like you know catching the spirit type thing i can see that too but also i also think and i think this becomes really obvious towards the end of the episode that he was probably just kind of over being there like surrounded by all of that yeah i was thinking that as well like that he's just like well especially based on how things end up so she finishes and heads back to her seat and uh she sees the chance came in and she gives him this like big hug and says god bless you baby and he says god bless you too and i was like wow if i didn't know how the rest of the season turned out i would be like 
oh my god, that's really great that they made up. I know, it's just like, it, they turned it around. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was like a nice little character arc. And she goes, you know, like, I, but then Sister Patterson is obviously very skeptical. She goes, I question if he really wanted to hear me speak or if he just wanted to get on my good side. I still don't like him. So I was like, oh. Like, okay. do, does it really bother you if he's just trying to get on your good side, though? I mean, I guess, I mean, I could see why that would be annoying. Mm. But, like, to hold it against him to that level, I think she just is, even if he was doing all the right things, I think that it would still bug her that he was so, like, hood in her mind. Because the, oh, she, yeah. she's like, that's never going to be good enough for her daughter. But I think just saying, like, oh, did he just want to get on my good side? Well, it's like if someone respected you enough to try to get want on your good to, side. right? So, right, the, the the intention should count for something. Mm-hmm. So they all head back to the house, and Rico, Tango, Chance, and Onyx are all sitting by the pool. Rico asks, you know, the guys who they think are is going to go home tonight, and Tango. You know, as as attractive as I find him, his behavior starting kind of last week, but definitely this week is like, I don't get what you're trying to do here. Like you're being such a kiss ass and it's exhausting. Like, like he's just like, I don't know, like he's just so into playing the game and being such a petty bitch that I'm like, I don't know, this is just, it's not cute. So, mm-hmm. He says that he hasn't been able to spend any time around her yet, and, like, that can be crucial. So he's like, you can tell that this is when this the the gears start turning in his head. All right, who can I pick off next to go home? And Chance, I did love Chance during this moment, is just, like, laying face down on the raft, like, like laying on his belly on the raft and turned around, and he's just like, yeah, man, like, whatever. Like, I don't know, just he, during this moment, he seems kind of, like, adorable. I think he said something like, Sister Patterson's kind of cool. That was, oh my God. Apropos of nothing, he goes, Sister Patterson's cool. That's all I got (laughs) to (laughs) say. Like, you're such a fucking, like, Like, stop it. Look at that character growth. I mean, is it, like, I think he just really wants to be with New York and realizes. Because I think (laughs) from the beginning, he says a couple different things where he's like, I'm trying to impress her mom. I'm trying to impress her mom. I'm trying to impress her mom. And it's like, we get it. I don't know. So all the guys are mostly in agreement about this, about like Sister Patterson being cool. And and except for Onyx, who's like, whatever. Like, I don't even give a shit about being on TV. Like, she's she was straight at church. I love that he said that because he was being 100% real. And if we're going to give people props for being real, he was like, "I'm, I'm on TV. I don't care. Like, she was being over the top. Yeah. No, I mean, I appreciated his honesty but mm-hmm. i guess he was trying to try he was trying to get his ass at home like that's yeah he was yes. he was over it mm-hmm. so tango's like oh this is the first time i've heard onyx talk shit about anything and like it just happens to be on elimination night that is what he said he's like this is the first time i've heard him talk shit and it happens to be about new york's mom and it happens to be on elimination night so he's like oh good you made my job easier like i can just go tattle to fucking New York and Sister Patterson, and you can go home. So that's one less person I have to yep. see his competition. Play the game. Ever since he did that to Pootie, where he was like not encouraging him to go home to be better, but to encourage him to go home because there's one less person he has to compete with. Like, I don't know. It whatever it rubs me the wrong way. So Onyx keeps going about Sister Patterson and like what she was doing at church and how he thinks it's BS. And, you know, 
literally Tango's like, you know, two people need to go home. So I've got an idea of who one of them should be. And poor Rico, sweetheart, is like, like, you know, I think it's really disrespectful. And that's the extent of the talking head. Because <laughs> he's close with his mom. I know. He says that later on. So uh, then it's nighttime ahead of elimination. I guess while the deliberation about who should be eliminated is going on with New York and Sister Patterson. Tango and Rico are outside, like, pacing, like, oh, we got to do something, like, we have to do something. And this was interesting because, you know, we have this theory about how much the producers are involved in some of this drama. And the caption, the built-in captions from the show, because Tango's kind of muttering, are, like you said, you know, there's very few options if we go in there. And in, I think the Hulu captions were, like he said, there's very few options. Like, you know, I thought that was interesting. Like, who's telling you, you know, how to proceed with this situation? Hmm. I don't know. That was just a weird conspiracy thing that I'm on. <laughs> so uh, he says, you know, do we go in there and confront him, you know, or is it still going to go on? Like, there's no sense in just confronting him because it's not going to make a difference. And T- Tango is, like, trying to be altruistic and being like, if either of us ends up with New York, you know, it's going to be screwed up that we looked her in the face every single day knowing that he talks shit about her mom and we know about it. It's like, boy, shut up. He's just convincing Rico to go along with him. Yeah, he basically just needs another Very person. So simple. it's not so the blame doesn't fall entirely on him when it comes out that he did this. So Rico is like so sweet and he's like i'm really close to my mom and like i wouldn't want anybody to talk behind her back like that and like so that's, that's so nice i know it was i i'm like laughing at him but it is very sweet tango's like you know you know me i ain't no snitch and rico's like rico actually seems kind of torn about whether to go to new york about it because he's actually not a snitch exactly <laughs> And ultimately, Rico goes, like, fuck it. Like, let's go tell her. They are in the middle of deliberation, New York and Sister Patterson, while they've been doing really sloppy segues into the deliberations. I don't know. Have you noticed this, Mike, in particular? Um, Like, I don't know. Because I feel like last week they just kind of were like, all of a sudden, it's like, we're in in deliberation. I mean, not really in this case, because they're going to meet with her, and that's just the time it fell in on. Yeah. I don't know. This, I mean, I, this time it made more sense, but New York, we only really see New York ask her mom about Mr. Boston, and Sister Patterson's like, he can go home. And they both start laughing, <laughs> but then Sister Patterson goes, no, but seriously. <laughs> and the- I wish we had heard more of their, like, conversation about him, just especially regarding what they had talked about on the ride to church. I mean, based on Sister Patterson's ultimate reaction, like, old, like, well, we'll get there. So New York goes, he knows how to treat his caramel and he's doing good with me. All of a sudden, there's a knock at the door and it's, you know, our two hall monitors fucking narcs over here you know and new york invites them in and tango gives sister uh sister patterson new york a rundown of what occurred outside 
New York is obviously pissed. Tango tells her, he, Tango turns to New York and was like, I don't want anybody disrespecting your mom. And mm-hmm. Rico has turned to Sister Patterson like, you're the type of woman who doesn't take any shit from people. And mothers mean a lot to me. <laughs> it's all about those moms. Moms, man, I guess. So New York thanks them for the info. And says that she's torn about this info, like, what to do with this info. But it's like, are you really? She clearly isn't. Not, not torn at all. Like, she's got very strong opinions about it, as we <laughs> see. All the guys are lined up for elimination. Mr. Boston says he's nervous because if New York doesn't want the clean-cut white guy, or if Sister Patterson still thinks I got a racist family, it's like... She should think you have a somewhat racist family because what you said was racist. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't think it's her, your family that she's particularly worried about. I mean, I don't think she's worried about any of it because he makes a lot of money, <laughs> but that's besides the point. Uh, he thinks, you know, like if these two things come into play, you know, he's going home. Heat says he knows people are going to be eliminated, but hopefully my Butter kisses did sparkle something really sweet. I think he meant spark <laughs> and said sparkle something really sweet. And then he, he just, just I wrote, really then devolves into his butter talk and they play cuckoo noises. I appreciate the cuckoo noises. That was, it was so <laughs> necessary. 12 pack says there's no way I'm going home tonight because I was hanging out with New York with my leopard skins all night last night. The leopard skins again. Confident. Those leopard skins. His leopard skins. So New York is in this cute, like, little blue mini dress. It's got one strap. It's this cute little crisscross design and that weird satin that we all wore on dresses during this period of time. (laughs) New York asks how they're feeling because they had a truly blessed day, yes? And they're all like, yeah. (laughs) Not thrilled about going to church at six in the morning, which, I mean, (laughs) who is? So she tells them, you know... Not there are nine guys, but seven chains, and she goes so like do the math. You know, two of you are going home. Like she's like so <laughs> snotty during this moment, but I love it. I feel like she had to say do the math to like give herself time to stall so that she could do the math. <laughs> right, like you know, she had to do the quick just reminder. Like, how many are going home again? The first person to get a chain is Chance. I don't know about you guys, but I was kind of shocked by this, that he went first. Not that he got picked, obviously. One, because she's obviously really into no. him, but also, I just was shocked that he got picked first. Not with him I get, being on... Yeah, his, like, turnaround of coming into church. Mm-hmm. I, I guess. I don't know. I was caught off guard, and so was he. Up next, uh, New York goes, woo, it's hot in here, and he, they cut to heat being like, yeah, and, like, basically working his way up, and... <laughs> like new york's like oh 12 pack you've really been stepping it up come here and get your chain (laughs) like damn that was fucking cold i the first time i was watching this i really wasn't paying too much attention and i kind of like zoned in on her being like oh it's getting hot in here and heat like looking already and i was like okay whatever heat and then i like looked back up at the end i was like wait heat is still here right 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 i like well i think i actually started writing down in my notes okay heat stays and then it's like oh nope she's talking about 12 pack so then next is Real, followed by White Boy, followed by Tango, to which she says, oh, I had something to say about you, but you're so hot. Like, you make me, you must make me lightheaded because I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> sure. 
then Rico, I thought it was interesting she did Tango and Rico back to back. You know, given that they I were guess. the two together. I felt like because she, they, well. I think she I wanted know. to make them sweat a little bit just because to be like, oh, our, is my ass on the line? Yeah. I think Tango said something like that, but I think I missed it. I think I fast forwarded through it by mistake. I don't know. So she tells them she has one chain and three bodies. Yeah. <laughs> Equality. Objectify those men. Absolutely. And she so then she goes, this chain is definitely not for you, Onyx. And she tells him that she heard some news today. She doesn't need to tell him where, but she did hear it. Uh, she says, you have the nerve to disrespect my mother's and I saw that it said in the captions fate and I was like oh it misheard it and I typed faith and she goes fate she leans in on that T sound that is not the right word babe like not it's that's not right but it's okay and she goes uh, you have the nerve to disrespect my mother's fate and call it fake and I don't know who you think you are. I don't care who you think you are. Not only did you disrespect my mother, you disrespected me. So you need to raise up out of here. And this was like, I don't know why she started doing this. Like, she's getting along with them fine the whole time. And then the last couple episodes when people have been getting kicked out, she's been like sassing them on their way mm-hmm. out the door. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's about. And so, I get it for Onyx, because, like, yeah, he was being disrespectful, even if he, I think he was being accurate. And right. I think he also clearly didn't give a fuck, because he just has, like, a shit-eating grin this entire time when she's, like, chewing him out. Right. Oh, yeah, no, he was a thousand percent ready to go. Because because then she turns to him, because you this is how you know that she doesn't really mean it. She goes, oh, you're definitely not good enough for me. Which I'm like, I don't, I mean, not that I agree or disagree. Like, my focus was more just on, like, our, I feel like she's telling herself that to make herself yeah. feel better about having to send him home. Because she was feeling him. Yeah, no, she was super into him. Like, with the whole Amorosa, like, take off your jacket thing, you know. Like, she was <laughs> yes. she was super into him. And he goes, he goes, really? Because, like, I think I'm better. And she, like, goes, your thoughts are coming from your ass right now because... <laughs> You damn sure ain't better than New York. I don't know why I just hesitated there. Because you know what? Cause New she, York? Because <laughs> she, ha- she switched a couple times between calling herself NY and New York. So it, I've had yeah. it written phonetically all different ways. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I don't know. It's been a long week, everybody. Onyx in his talking head is saying, New York just eliminated me because I exposed her mother for the fake that she was. Um, I knew it was going to get back to her. I just didn't necessarily know who, how, who or how, but I'm just fine to go home. Yeah, he's definitely just tired of being there. Damn. Uh, she then says, Heat, it's not you either. She says, it's time for you to go home to Yaya and you can tell her New York said what's up. Again, why <laughs> are you being so mean to him? Like, Well, because he was acting like an absolute fool on their date the last night. That's true. I guess that would that is kind of insulting. Like you didn't take it seriously enough that you felt the need to be on drugs through it. And we don't really see it, I guess, as much. But there's a chance with uh, him kind of falling asleep at church and stuff. She might have had an eye on him the whole time, or not the whole time, but at points. 
And like, I don't know, maybe they just didn't make it a focal point of the episode. Or at least the, the producers episode. told her. Or that, yeah. yeah. They're just like, you do see that he's like sleeping and he's always wasted. <laughs> he's probably on something. Right. And if she had to sacrifice her or 12 pack, him or 12 pack, like, I guess 12 pack is the more sensible one to stay. Yeah, yeah, and the yak yak. What? Oh, no, he's not on cocaine. He's on Molly. I mean, it could, it could be, be cocaine. Coke. We don't know what he's on, to and be honest. To be, he's talking about tingling. He's talking about tingling lips. So I'm <laughs> Who knows? not above thinking he's on cocaine either. Hell of a joke. So uh, he just kind of seems to storm out. Like most of the time, you know, up until this point, they've been politely kind of saying goodbye unless she's been really sassy. And she goes, oh, it's still going to be hot around here without you. <laughs> really just like cut that last cutting remark like right girl what uh so then mr boston obviously realizing this means that he's staying is dancing around like a goofball well she calls him up and that's when he starts really well no i know like, what he, the hell did you think he does like a little kid potty dance kind of i don't know what to he call does it. like a little like um like a fist pump almost when he hears that heat is like going home yeah yeah so Heat in his talking head is like, I pretty much got disrespected, but I said from day one, no one comes over my family, God, or my freaking, my Yaya. No one messes with my Yaya. <laughs> or her sisterhood and traveling pants. Wait, no, the Yaya. No. I know, it's the Yaya sisterhood of the traveling pants. No, it's the, no. See, it's the, it's the divine it? secrets of the Yaya sisterhood and then their sisterhood of the traveling pants. Oh, so I'm just combining two different things. Two different franchises. I don't know, maybe Yaya's got, maybe Yaya has a sisterhood I mean, of traveling pants. I don't know. It's, yeah, the, the sisterhood of the traveling pants could grow up to be the Yaya's, there you sort go. of. Yes. Why yes. not? Absolutely. I tried. I did not know they were separate things. <laughs> I really like those books. The I know. Sisterhood books. I was going to say, I really love the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants books. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds oh, like gosh. a good uh, idea for it's a like book. It's like the, the crossover. It's like the most ambitious crossover in history. <laughs> Son of a, bitch. a bunch of white women. Right. Well, at America Ferrara. America Ferrara, yes. Let's not erase her. Of course, no, absolutely not. Uh, so then Mr. Boston comes up for a chain and a kiss. Chance is pissed and calls it kind of gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's the first time someone's gotten a kiss at elimination, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you might be right. You might be right. Yes. So Mr. Boston says that lipstick and lip gloss went all over his lips, which you know means he's never kissed anybody with lips before. <laughs> Hmm? <laughs> thin little bird lips yes we we still need to figure out what that's from it says new york is one fine hottie and can put as much lipstick on him as she wants and he's got more love for her than all the yeah, she chicks go- in los angeles and the country <laughs> yeah that's his response to her saying do you have love for new york yeah. and i'm oh. going to show you over the next couple days <laughs> Wow, she's so flattered, too. I can't believe she's falling for his bullshit. Like, I don't get it. He's just so Imagine, He just ends it. He's like, just don't get darker. <laughs> Jesus. So he then tells her that it was the best kiss he's ever had and goes back to his spot. Um, And then 
everybody says good night to Sister Patterson, who says that she enjoyed them at church. And I'm like, oh, that was nice. Like, growth. And then she goes, but don't forget it's a competition and only one of them shall be good enough. She should have just <laughs> ended by saying, like, bitches. I know. I don't even know if that's so much in more her, emphasis. I don't even know if that's in her vernacular. But, yeah, then she has Chamo bring out the drinks. They do an awkward, like, what do they say? They didn't. She says... Like, it's pretty much like a repeat after me, and it's, she's supposed to be like, I love New York, or something like that. And, and they, they do don't it like, say it like I that. I love at New York. All. It's awkward. Woo. Yeah. It's, she's like trying to do the same inflection as Flav or Flav almost. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. That's right. That is what I she's love doing. New York, or something similar. Yeah. yeah. And then they're just like, I love New York. Great catch, though. Because that's how it would always end in like Flavor of Love, is he'd be like, Flavor, Flav, yeah. and then they'd all repeat after him. Yeah, you're so right. That is exactly what that is. <laughs> I don't funny. know. That like totally blew my and mind. They fucked it up. There's like, nah, nah, <laughs> we're not doing that. <laughs> and then, yeah. So then, Riley, did you watch it on Tubi or on Hulu? I watched it on Tubi. Oh, okay, so, so the you credits? saw the bonus credit scene. <laughs> so good, Mike. So Mike watched the episode several days before I did, and just literally has not been able to stop talking about how much he loves this scene. So Mike, take it, was it away. So, oh my god. But no, it was well. I had to run it. I just thought I found it hilarious. I thought he go. So, so you seen a Bigfoot? So chance. The, well, chance that, I need is, to describe it. Yes, yes chance please, is hanging out describe. with Twelve Pack, and the way Twelve Pack answers makes me think like maybe he has, but maybe it's bullshit. <laughs> and then he's like, "Yeah, man, three times." But where are you from again? And he's just like, like he's like, "Yeah, I see by my house, like North New Jersey, by like the mountains." And then he yells out, "Yo, white boy." White boy, you ever seen a Bigfoot? And you're like, white boy, be like, what? A Bigfoot? Who? A Bigfoot? And then, like, 12 packs, just like, he goes, a yeah. big, like, like lurch like, like looking. A, thing. A, yeah, lurch looking. Thing. He's like, yeah, man, like a, a Yeti or a Sasquatch. A, a Yeti or a Sas- Sasquatch? A Yeti? You ever seen a Yeti, man? I thought that was so freaking funny. It was. It was so good. <laughs> So have you ever seen a Bigfoot? He said Northern New Jersey. I mean, no, I have I've we, never seen one. I've heard well because I used to listen to a podcast called The Sasquatch Chronicles, which I, I oh I had a friend who listened to that. Oh, it's great! I love it. I believe that Bigfoot. Well, I know we call them Bigfoots, but Sas- I believe they exist. I believe they're real and everything. So hearing Why? people's stories because there's definitely out there but then we would have found i subscribe no because they get rid of dimensional beings they can get into like they can go slip between dimensions there are some yeah there are some people uh that do believe that and they you know have their uh i guess science behind it and everything i'm more of the i think it's more because what happens is there's other stories of people who like kill them or they say they kill them and then when they go back it's all gone and they believe that part of like bigfoot's or the sasquatch's like thing is that they don't allow that like any human to like take their bodies or remains like it's some sort of like uh i don't want to say spiritual thing or something but it's like nah like i don't know if they eat them or they bury them or they do what okay but they pretty much they don't (laughs) allow they don't allow humans to like take them I, like a dead I, body. I guess like I I wasn't really following because like um, I mean a lot of these other cryptids like make more sense. Because people to me. go out there like these the stories people tell like I don't believe all these people are crazy. There's people that have been like listen like I've seen three, unlike twelve packs case. Twelve packs yeah. <laughs> but they're like I've seen three. This is when it happened. This is exactly where it was. Da da da. da. 
And then, like, you know, the calls and stuff, obviously, it could be mountain lions or whatever. Because when you listen to, like, oh, this is my audio from, like, going, you know, Bigfoot hunting. And you listen, you're like, all right, well, here's a freaking, like, mountain lion scream at night. And you're like, oh, okay, that sounds exactly the same. I, I believe these people. I do. I They're in areas. There are supposedly some in Jersey. More in the it, They're more in, like, the Pennsylvania and then when you go, like, northwest. And then some in the south. But they call them something else. They call so we've like gone booger. from a Jack Black appreciation podcast to a Bigfoot appreciation. <laughs> to a Bigfoot conspiracy podcast. I believe in Bigfoot. I definitely You've do. made that abundantly <clears throat> clear. Yeah, but Native <laughs> Native it's a huge part of like Native American stories. Well, I mean there are multiple like, they types go, of Native Americans, but, so No, I know, but pretty much, you know, the people who were here before the white man, like <laughs> They pretty much have all their stories that they used to, like, stay out of areas because you used to have to go. And, like, they've passed it down literally generation after generation. I'm not generation saying I don't generation. believe it. I just didn't get how, like, like nobody found. Riley gave, the the reserve, Riley gave me the best. Riley gave me the best interdimensional. Yes. Yeah. That makes the most sense to I me. mean, that's a possible one. And that other one that I'm going to be on, uh, he goes into shit about that, too. But yes, we'll we'll tell everybody when you're going to be on talking about his weird demon no. room at his house. Tell everyone. A spoiler alert. I'm sorry. It's embarrassing me. Well, no, you you have to go into the details. I mean, not now, but like oh, you, I'm it. You have to tell everybody the crazy details about how your room is haunted. It was a terrible place for me to sleep over. I cannot stress that enough. <laughs> no, she. Yeah. I would have like horrible you know nightmares goes. every time any, I went there. Yeah, anyone, oh, anyone who's this ever slept scary. in my room, my. I think it's more the house than just my room, but no, I think majority it's, of it's, my room. Well, yeah. Either way. Uh, it's me. I was the one haunted in the house. Anyway, really, this turned into. Different story for a different into, time, people. Right, now everyone's like, what the hell is this? Everybody's like, I did not sign up for this shit. Yeah, like, sorry. shut up. Talk, just ranting. <laughs> anyway. Sasquatches and demons. That was the episode. <laughs> that should be the title. Oh, well, I know, well, I already know her answer. She's well, going to say mean, no, right. but Riley, do you agree with who went home? Uh, I mean, I think that he was ready to go home, so I'm happy that he was released from his obligations. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my god, true Onyx apologist, jeez. <laughs> I love, th- that means that he was free to go and find me. <laughs> his true soulmate. <laughs> That's your celebrity hall pass. <laughs> <laughs> I literally didn't think that I had such a crush on Onyx until I saw him, and I was like, oh no, I do have a crush on him. <laughs> This is incredible. Oh my gosh. And then what about Heat? Uh yeah, bye Heat. I'm I've been ready for him to go home. That's true. Put that flame out a while. And you ago. know that he was like more you know for sure he was more upset about get having to leave twelve back than he was oh, about of course. having to leave buddy. New York. Never gonna see my friend again. Like he didn't even get a chance to say goodbye to twelve pack. He didn't have Yeah, he didn't even get a chance to say goodbye to his homeboy. So like I wonder if he did and they just didn't show it. I don't think so. Well, I mean, I guess they must have their stuff packed. I don't really. I, I'm curious to hear pack? how this works. Um, oh, you missed that one. So just ignored actually, it. well, I want to shout out because uh, <laughs> Troy mentioned this a couple episodes ago. And I think somebody else mentioned this before on the podcast. But I heard it on the Let Me Be Your Pot of Love podcast that they were talking about the Dirt cast episode with the producer um, an interesting fun fact about uh, the something thing about how she shit on the stairs. Apparently it was because Flav made them wait for hours and she was like, I don't feel good. I have to go to the bathroom. And like they were like, oh, he'll be down in a couple minutes. He'll be down in a couple minutes for hours. 
So that's why she shit on the stairs. <laughs> wow. That's some bullshit. Or some person shit. Yes. <laughs> on stairs. On oh. some shit on stairs. Anyway, that was a really gross segue. I'm sorry. <laughs> but more importantly than all of that nonsense, uh, Riley, tell the people about your fabulous podcast. Uh, yeah, so I have a podcast called Snapback to Reality, um, and basically I just go and watch old reality TV shows, mostly from like the mid-2000s, um, all kinds of different shows. So I've done like Flavor of Love. Obviously, you guys helped me out on that one. I'm doing a Real Housewives, um, but all kinds of things like Gordon Ramsay, Amy's Baking Company. Oh. Uh, America's Next Top Model, everything reality TV. Yes. Um, so, yeah, uh, you can find me. I'm on Facebook at Snapback to Reality Podcast, Instagram, Snapback to Reality Pod. I'm on all the major podcast listening platforms. Yes. You can find me there. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, definitely. If you love this podcast, you'll love you'll love Riley's. It's She picks some great <laughs> shows. It has some great guests, some, some voices you might recognize beyond ours. Uh, yeah, so highly recommended. We're big fans. Uh, Thank you. You can find uh, the show at Rewind. I can never do my own exit. It's never smooth. Exit. Like, I, can't. I, might have to, I, I might have to start You might have again. to take over, even though you just start yelling out technology yes. words at the end. Technology. <laughs> but all right, you can find us on Facebook at Rewind the Love Podcast. You can find us on both Instagram and Twitter at Rewind Love Pod. Is that right? Oh, we'll see. You're talking well, no, about I'm that just, shit and you don't even it, know. It's not Rewind Love Pod. It is yes. Rewind Love Pod. Not Rewind the, Love Pod. Rewind Love Pod. You can find me on Twitter at Sonia Marie Says. You can find me at Mr. Feeney 519. And I was not talking shit. But, <laughs> uh, but Riley, just one question for you. Do you have love for New York? Oh, I have more love for New York than all of the hot women in L.A. and the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that's more than he said. He said the entire country, so you've got a lot. Oh, well, that's- damn. Yeah, I guess I have the most love for New York. <laughs> yes. Good. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us once again. Please remember to rate five stars, Please. review, subscribe, yes. and uh, we'll catch you here next time on Rewind the Love. Bye. Bye.